Pickaxe. And welcome to a new episode of Video Game Movie Podcast, the musical. So, yes, today we are talking about Free Guy. And who are we? Well, I am Rory Jocelyn from Cyberpunk Studios, and with me today is Jamie Evans from Impala Films, who's am, just dropped his whiskey. I am Jamie Evans from Impala Films, and this episode is coming out on. What is Friday! It? The. Yeah. No, go on, I need to know. 11th? 11th, I think? So, basically, not too late for me to plug the fact that on the 20th of March, Impala Films will be releasing Haunted, the audio drama. You can find the trailer over on our YouTube channel. Uh, My co-host, Mr. Jocelyn, uh, is an actor in the first season of Haunted, the audio drama, uh, specifically in the sixth story of the season. Um, and please, please go and check that out so that I don't have to work on this awful show anymore. It's safe to say that uh, I steal the show and I'm taking over a showrunner for Haunted, even though it was created and started by Jamie, because he realises that someone of my magnificence is required to really sell that show. Yeah. I mean, what episode? <laughs> I mean... You're in multiple parts of that episode. I am in more than one part you, of that episode. You actually, didn't we get you to record a, a piece for episode seven as well? Yes. I hope, I'm going to say I hope we did, because otherwise we've got a whole character who doesn't have a... Well, to be fair, it was like two lines. <laughs> but, yes. No, no, no. The character I'm thinking of should have been a lot more lines. Oh, no. I think we're going to find we've got a character we haven't... You did me for a whole episode, and then you did me for... As a presenter. Yeah. We did do you as a presenter. But it was only like two lines. Maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe that character does only have two lines then. Yeah. Maybe double check, and if you need me to record, let me know. Mm. <laughs> anyway, today, as I said, we are talking about Free Guy, and like Free Guy, we've just given you a, like a fourth wall break behind the scenes that we, we talk, work, chatty bollocks. Uh, we don't just come around to each other's houses to watch really shit video game movies and talk about them. We, we actually talk about real films and real stuff, and we gave mm. a gl- glimpse of that during Uncharted oh. and Cuphead as well, where yes. we were talking about some real films. I thought we, um, I thought we were covering Deadpool versus video games today we are <laughs> yeah so look not everything ryan reynolds do not everything ryan reynolds does is deadpool no of course i'm not pretending it is just everything he's done since 2016 has been deadpool no yes all ryan reynolds good movies are pre-2016 Oh, I don't no, to like be fair, it. I don't no, like to be it. fair, this isn't exactly like Deadpool. He's a. This is Deadpool if he was naive as shit. Yes. And didn't swear yes. much. He does wish the goldfish a good fucking morning. Yes, he does. He does. Yeah. He doesn't swear that much, though, because it's, it's intended for a, a younger audience yeah. than Deadpool. So let's start with. Uh, let's start with explaining the basic concept of this movie. Oh, oh wait. Which. Before we do that, should I do my American. 
Or should I do that afterwards? No, no, go ahead. You sure? I don't mind. Yeah, no, go ahead. I don't mind going second. It's go just, ahead. At I'm... least at least I know this one won't be a German box set because this DVD is actually available in America yes. and Britain. Yes. Mein Heinrich von Reiner. No, it's... <laughs> Who the fuck is Heinrich von Heiner? No, Heinrich von Reynolds. It's, it's Ryan's name in German. Heinrich isn't. Shh. No talking what's, now. What's Ryan in? What's Ryan in I know German? What, I don't Randolph? know. Randolph? I know what it is in, um, I know what it is in Irish. Do you? Yeah. Well, go on. Ryanair. Ryanair <laughs> the airline? Yeah. It's, Come fly it, with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Are you telling me that's not an Irish name? Uh, in my in my head, that sounded like a fairly good bit of singing, but I bet when you edit that back, I'm it's going to load it. I bet it's going to sound more like. <laughs> we haven't had a chance for me to do my American. That's because really nobody, horrid. Because nobody cares. <laughs> well, do I've you just, want to do the American then? I've I just, do the American yeah, every time. So you just read this bit here. Well, howdy, y'all. This movie is Ryan Reynolds starring in an action-packed comedy. That's not a man who reads. Like, you need, you need the voice as if <clears throat> you're selling it for the film. Okay, hang on. Ryan Reynolds stars in this action-packed comedy as a bank teller who discovers he is actually a background player in an open-world video game. First of all, that should be NPC, know your terminology, mm. and soon decides to become the hero of his own story, one he rewrites himself. Also starring Jodie Comer, Lil Rel Howery, and Taika Waititi, and directed by Sean Levy. Free guy is rapid fire fun. Right, I don't want to insult someone, but when your name's Lil Rel Howery, you don't belong in movies. <laughs> no. However, Lil Rel, I have to say, your reading, your reading of that, that reminded me of Morgan Freeman. I expected you to go round re- southern accent. Yes, well, he's kind of southern, isn't he? Not southern. I was trying to do hillbilly southern. You didn't get that far. Oh, you, well. you you got to because uh, it sounded like you were about to go. Ryan Reynolds was only 35 years old when he had the Shawshank. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds said life was like a box of chocolates. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, fun fact, because guess what? I'm going to be able to get a Doctor Who reference in here. Oh, not again. Uh, Lil Rel, right? In Doctor Who, a Rel is how Daleks measure time. Right. Yeah, they don't have hours and minutes. They have Rels. They've never confirmed how much a Rel is in hours well, and minutes. Well, he's only a little Rel. Yeah, he's only a little rel. He's not a big rel. No. He's not a whole lot of rel. Anyway, um, so this... Surely a whole lot of rel is better than a better nickname I'm than little rel. I'm talking about a whole lot of rel. How are That was awful. Uh, that budget, was legitimate, objectively bad. Do you know what song that actually is? No. Uh, that is Whole Lot of History by Girls Aloud. So I it's also seen, a bad song choice. Whom I have seen live, not once, not twice... Do you think three times? Now, but now, buddy, now, buddy, four times. Why four times? Because girls are allowed to fucking awesome. No, so, how, oh, I can't believe this. I can't believe girls this. allowed are the most successful girl, but all female band in history. That says nothing. That is in the Guinness World Records. I can't believe this. Last episode in the Shenmue episode, I which I've just not know that I like girls allowed. Haven't you ever seen my signed girls allowed photo? No. Oh, you never came to my old house, did you? No. Oh, because I've you not have fa- a signed Girls yeah, Aloud. I have a photo of the band Girls Aloud, and it's signed by them all. I think this is how someone outs themselves I in the modern on, world. I put it on display. 
Dude, like, those are great. I just ed- edited together the Shenmue episode from yeah. last week, right? And you spent eight. You you went off on one saying how shit Prodigy are. Prodigy are shit. No, you how what? How can you, you say co- that Prodigy are shit and then say that you love girls aloud? You come back to me when Prodigy have a song as good as Sound of the Underground. Beat of the drum goes I'll round give you and five around. albums. Not possible because they're shit. No, no, you're wrong. I I'm don't not under- wrong. You are first of all. How, wrong. First of all, how could someone be wrong about something that's a subjective decision? Because girls allowed is objectively bad. Then how are they the most successful all female group of all time? Oh, probably the same way that One Direction are one of the most successful boy bands of all time. They're terrible, but it doesn't matter because little girls wee weeing in their pants over fucking boy bands it will sell regardless of the quality of the music. Prodigy of garbage. <laughs> They're just. They're I can't. Just, I can't with you. I, I know their most famous song, Firestarter, and it's which crap. is a banger. And I know their song, Smack My Bitch Up. Do you just you not know like what? rebellious you know streaks? What? You know, I love rock and roll. The most rebellious music Fuck all, there is. No, sorry. By the time we were around, rock and roll was dad's music. It was not rebellious. It's rebellious for like classic music, though. No, not. I, mean, I like, I like heavy metal. Rock like and roll metal. hasn't been rebellious for fifty years. I like heavy metal. You d- Dance last music episode is not you rebellious. told me you didn't like metal. You no, actually no. argued I me like that you didn't metal. like metal. I, Rewind back to Shenmue where I he told like... me he didn't like metal. I... The prodigy. Well the band the prodigy. Yeah. The only quote I know Charlie from says. Literally the only quote from Prodigy I know is Smack My Bitch Up. Yeah. They're a terrible fucking band. No. Oh, wait, you're not allowed to say that, are you, because one of them's dead. Did no, that's not die? the point. You can never say that. They're a great the band. Prodigy are garbage. I can't believe... You like metal. They're like the only dance Ooh, music that metal is love. I don't like metal. Yes, you do. I like oh, no, classic you're... rock. I don't like super heavy metal where you can't understand what they're saying, but like Avenged Sevenfold. I like Avenged Sevenfold. I'm still going to put in the clip of you telling me in Shenmue that you didn't like metal, you liked classic rock. Oh, I prefer classic rock any day. But you didn't say preferred. You said you don't like metal. And then, oh, oh. Have you not learned yet that consistency is not in my vocabulary? Also, we were talking earlier about, like, I was saying about how the, this, this particular we film... We weren't going to get into, no, no. Uh, okay. into another pointless argument. So wh- when we were talking towards the end of watching this movie together, um, I stated that the music in this is very pop generic for today. Yeah. Um, and we said that there was a couple of different tracks that would have, like, for example, Evanescence would have been the kissing music... Uh, in this film about 15 years ago it would have been no it's not a sad enough film for that it it would no that's in an emo movie it would have been no 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 it would have been in this film 15 years ago no 15 years ago it would have been Kiss Kiss by my girl Holly Valance call back to Dead or Alive oh Oh, wait no Dead or Alive doesn't have core theme music like Mortal Kombat so we can't it had an amazing soundtrack no but we can't do a you can't do a oh okay the Mortal Kombat well now we can <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to get that into every episode the now. Please. That's our gimmick forever. You know, when we start making merchandise for this show, yes. I'm going to get an artist to do two little 16-bit sprites of me and she's going to say VGMP, <laughs> two little 16-sprite um, 
versions of us. And yours is going to have a speech before saying, Mortal Kombat! And mine's going to have a speech before saying, Death to Paul W.S. Anderson. (laughs) Um, No, better one, better one. It's going to be me and you dressed as uh, Scorpion and... Sub-Zero? Sub-Zero, yeah, they're cool, right? Yeah, they're cool. Um, And it's going to be Paul Anderson and Uwe Boll bleeding to death. And it's going to be, it's going to say, Finish him. Yes. Yes. Can we get sued for this? Possibly. The... I take it back. <laughs> if, if you're talking about legitimately killing two directors, then I'm yes. I'm not. I, it's yeah. a joke. It's a joke. Cool. Cool. We've covered ourselves legally. We're fine. Anyway, what were you going to say? I was going to say, like, we were talking about how the music in this was generic, and I was like, well... And you said, well, actually, there is no video game movies that have had, like, a, a heavy pop movie impact on pop culture in terms of their music. And I corrected you saying that actually Mortal Kombat had done that with its EDM yeah, soundtrack. And, reaching, I, and you were like, that doesn't count. I was like, it reached number one. You've literally used, they're I the best selling band for Girls Aloud. Yeah, but I disagree that it had an impact. Like, no one but likes it, EDM today. Yes, they do. No, 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 no. Mainstream people. We're not talking about weirdos what like do you, you and me. No, no, no. What do you think modern pop music owes its history to? EDM. Well, no, modern pop music is all mumble rap. Uh, it's not all mumble rap. There's a lot of returns to house, house piano styles. There's lots of stuff that harkens back is to house music all, right is this now. Is why all modern music's garbage? For you, yes. And I don't listen to radios For anymore. you, yes. Yeah. But, Pink's still good. Pink's still doing shit. Yeah, Pink's still doing... She's gone more Pink's operatic. Cool. In, like, she went, really? She yeah, went rocky for a while. That was the best Pink. Yeah, yeah. I think that's still the best Pink, but she's gone a bit more rock operatic. So she's still rock, but it's kind yeah. of rock operatic. She, uh, You can tell she's taken a lot of uh, like, sophisticated style yeah. from The World's Greatest Showman. She's got a great song called Who Knew that yes. I really like. Yeah, well, my, my um, girlfriend's starting up a Pink tribute band, so nice, I'm going to be nice. listening to all the bangers. Yeah, I'll come, uh, I'll come, I'll come see... I can come and see... Uh, See if you that? can afford the tickets. Oh, uh, fucking hell. Char- <laughs> charging $50 a head, are we now? Mm, well, you what's, know, when you've got to pay for quality. What, what's on her rider? What does she insist on having before she goes on stage? All brown M&M's. All brown M&M's. Do they even make brown M&M's? I don't know. I'm joking. She's, I mean, I guess they're all brown if you peel the shell off. That's true. No, she, some, you've got to suck everyone first. That sounds... Wait, what? That's not how I meant <laughs> no, it. No, no, that is exactly how we that's meant it. That's not how I meant We're it. We're moving on. So, free guy... <laughs> Free Guy is right. Let's be honest. Like Free Guy has a really interesting concept. It's and and at the risk of sounding like I'm wishing that a movie was something it never was, um, it's a kind of concept that would have made a fantastic character study, science fiction, philosophical. What's the meaning of life? What's the meaning of reality? There's Perception plenty, yeah. is reality, kind of thing. Or, or you could take option two, which is what the studio did, and make a perfectly inoffensive, generic comedy action film yeah. with a less cool Deadpool. Yes, uh, there was at least two opportunities I saw, two big opportunities, that this film could have stayed mostly the same, but just done a little twist at one of these two segments, and it would have changed the longevity, I'd say, of one's, the film. One's the coffee shop bit, right? No, 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 no. Like, that that was a turning no, no, point. No, right no, no, there. no, 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 no. The coffee shop bit isn't a turning point because it wasn't a bad scene. It was a good scene. I'm talking about scenes oh, where yeah. they could have turned. If they changed the scene to change the vibe of the film from that oh, point, it I, would have been better. I, I meant, so, yeah. I was thinking of it as the vibe that's in the coffee shop scene. Which we'll oh get no, no, to. that was great. If they'd have carried that vibe on, that would have been better. Yes. yes. Yeah, no, anyway, no, no. I agree we, with you on that. Should we start at the beginning? Yes. 
The film starts off with Channing Tatum as a gamer who's playing the game, flying through the air and blowing people up He's and driving cars and yeah, doing all this stuff. Um, and we get Ryan Reynolds voiceovering, uh, explaining that the sunglasses people uh, are basically their role. He explains their role in the in the film. I don't know why it's so long because it's, I'm guessing it's for people who aren't gamers. Like yeah. there's going to be any of them watching, maybe people's parents potentially, um, but. Essentially, he just explains what gamers do in game world. That's essentially GTA. Do missions. Yeah, it's essentially a loot box GTA clone, open world sandbox. Yeah. Um, So yeah, and and he's got a catchphrase. His catchphrase is "Don't have a good day, have a great day." Yeah, which is lovely. Um, And I can imagine you. I can imagine you back when you worked at Carphone Warehouse saying that to people. Nope giving them the change and then being like, don't have a good day, have a great day. Unless they bought an iPhone, because those people have made it to all the wrong choices in their lives. Well, that's well, we didn't sell iPhones in my store. Good man! We sold iMacs and iPads, though, and oh. that was the stupidest thing. Cause in, a pe- shop, in a phone shop? It wasn't a phone shop, but Waitrose. You said at Waitrose? No, I said at Carphone Warehouse. Oh, in which case... You've just given away two parts of your employment history. <gasps> I only gave away one. Yeah, but they're both in retail, so they don't fucking count. There's... <laughs> um, anyway, we're not doing that anymore. I'm a filmmaker now. That's my gerb. Mm. Anyway, sunglasses people raid the bank that guy works at. And... I think arguably your job at the minute actually is podcaster. Yeah, but I'm doing film full-time, on the side. Yeah, full-time podcast. I am full-time podcast, I suppose. Um, it's we, a pretty we, cool thing to be able to say. It is pretty cool. Slash kind of douchey. I'd just shake someone's hand and be like, hi, Rory Jocelyn, full-time podcaster. Yeah. Don't sound right, does it? Well, it sounds even worse if I go, hi, Rory, full-time slash. Full-time slash? Yeah, you said podcaster slash. I, I thought you meant the guitarist from ACDC. Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. ACDC. Same band. Uh, <laughs> all classic what? rock's the same. Is it? Yeah. Well, you say EDM's the same, and you don't even like fucking Prodigy. That's because EDM don't have any actual fucking instruments in it. It's all electronic. Except but no, it we does. Can't go, we can't it do does. this every week, No, Rory. sorry. This is going to be another cats and dogs situation in a minute. <laughs> I'm wondering Should if we... that's why people take us up, though, though, is that they sit there going, what are they no, going to bitch no, about this no, week? Remember, no one listened to the Uncharted, which, by the way, guys, that's seriously, weird. we're not mad, we're not angry, we're just disappointed. No, I'm kidding. No, we're but confused. But honestly, we are confused. If you'd like to email in... And tell us we'll why, go on the Discord. why Uncharted is our least watched episode. It is, yeah. So we, we've got, in, in right, a week and a half, we've had eight listens mm, on that show. But right after that, we've got our most a week listen, later. A week later, we've got our most listened to episode, yep. The Fucking Cuphead Show. Yep, and it's, it's done at least four or five times, the numbers. And it's our best episode, like, in terms of numbers in a short yeah. period of time. But I actually think it's one of our worst ones, content-wise. Oh, I don't know. There's quite a bit of no, fun No, I there. was off my game on that one. The, it, it, it peaks yeah, with... Yeah, but e- I was pe- great. It peaks with jerking off emus and goes right downhill from there. <laughs> I think... So, I had a couple of responses on Facebook about that. People... What about a- jerking off emus? Did I offend anyone? No, 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 no. They just wanted to know how. No, the... Oh, no, talking about well, why so they, why they like Cuphead. You need which a generous was- amount of lube. And... <laughs> 
for Cuphead. Um, oh, yeah. uh, but no, basically, a few people on Facebook told me that they were interested in Cuphead specifically because they loved animation, oh. and it's a brand new animation, and Uncharted doesn't fit that theme. That being said, so, Welcome to Raccoon City was popular, and that was also not which, an animation. Which has a hardcore nerd fan base. That is true. It sounds to me like what you're saying is we should scrap this podcast and start the animated movie podcast. No, we just keep it going. Amg- I don't. I don't want to watch just animated stuff. I'll get bored. No, me, me, me too. Because it's not real movies. What? <gasps> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was a joke. I was about to make a joke that you won't understand because you don't like Always Sunny. But cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. And anyone who's been listening to the Always Sunny podcast will know what that's a reference to. Okay, cool. I don't have a clue, as you previously ba- mentioned. Basically, it's very simple. They say things that are cancel-worthy jokes on it, right. and they'll say it, they'll laugh, and then one of them will immediately go, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, <laughs> but the editor never cuts it. Right. <laughs> they just leave it in. <laughs> Basically, we're in San Andreas, right? Yep. Or Vice City. Uh, I, I always, It always reminded me of Saints Row, this film did a bit, because it's a bit wacky. It's more than, Saints Row, yeah, because yeah. there's people with jetpacks and all sorts of shit. Yeah, which... um, and to be fair, I'll give them this. This opening sells the concept oh, yeah. because you've got plenty of things like there's a bit where Ryan Reynolds is just walking down the street and you notice that all the NPCs have all got very limited dialogue they can say yeah and there's people there's trying a, to jump up walls and glitching to jump up walls there's mm. a great big fucking tank rolling down the yep. back there's a, there's a the tank the scorpion tank from Halo is actually Halo. in the background of one of the shots won't be our last direct video game reference no there's plenty uh, there's a little car it looks like a Toyota Yaris but I could it, be wrong uh, it looks like a smart car to me it's smart car uh, and that's changing colour as if the person playing is cycling yeah, paint custom jobs colours. on it yep. um, and none of the NPCs seem to recognise any like it's just normal to them yeah they that's don't... just their normal day and you are right it sells the concept like the I'd say the first half of this film if not the first quarter or first third is really well done yeah Selling the concept. Yeah, I mean, it's still generic. Yeah, no, but it sells the concept. It's it's successful at what it's trying to do. Yes. Um, And Ryan Reynolds, who's appropriately named Guy, uh, get it? Get it? The title's got a double meaning because it's like free guy because he's finally free, but also free guy as in we want to break him free. Yes. Anyway, so he works at the bank. It wasn't that subtle, to be honest. He works <laughs> at the bank with his best friend, Buddy, who's yes. played by Little Rel Howery. Yep. So I said Little, Lil. Yes. Lil Rel Howery. Oh, you mean... Um, um, budget Kevin Hart. Yes. Which is probably a horrible thing to say. No, he's very much clearly playing Kevin Hart. Like there are, yeah, in the comedy scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he blatantly is emulating yeah. uh, Kevin Hart. He, yeah. Um, hey, maybe that's a game reference. He's emulating... Um, the only thing is so every day this bank gets robbed because this bank is clearly robbing the bank is a mission that the players can do yes so every day this the bank gets robbed and Guy's whole job is he just lays down on his stomach and takes it right yep Uh, while he's laying there talking to Buddy he um, mentions that He's getting fed up. He thinks there's more to life. Each dream, and we we realise he dreams of meeting this girl, but it's not a specific girl. Like Buddy tells us, doesn't he? She's a fantasy. He's never met this girl yet. Yep. And at this point, we then cut over to see Jodie Comer yep. in what I do believe is her first big Hollywood role. I could be wrong, but I think it is uh, earlier this year, 2022. No, lying. 
late last year, 2021, she was in Ridley Scott's movie, The Last Duel, okay. which I haven't seen yet, but apparently yet. she's very good in it. Well, it's apparently a very good film, and he's pissed off that people didn't watch it. However... Because they're, they're too dumb to understand. Yeah, I actually think it was a mistake on his part to a degree, um, though I can imagine it's not his fault entirely. I mean, it was marketed like garbage, let's It be was, honest. but I think the other thing as well is, unfortunately, old historical movies like that are are mostly interesting to older audiences and at the time he released it people were still worried very strongly about covid yeah. so the older audiences were the ones not going to the it, cinema that and it was the gone youth to streaming yeah yeah it was the youth that were going to cinema and they weren't going to go and watch a medieval movie when no. they could watch for, like something not, not something think, big bang think explosions it, well, i think it was out at the same time as spider-man yeah, well, which they, is yeah, obviously, had no chance. I mean, had no chance. Spider Man is a juggernaut at the minute, isn't it? Like, mm. I mean, it's on track. I, it might even be there now, but it was on track last to being week. Number one ever. Yeah. Um, money. Yeah. So anyway, I, I just want to sell this little cameo here because this is one of my. This is one of the few times I know a piece of trivia that Rory didn't. So we see uh, Jodie Comer. Uh, and first of all, I just want to say, I think her outfit's pretty cool. Her yeah, in-game yeah. outfit. That's a pretty cool kick-ass girls. Nice butt. Uh, kick-ass girls. <laughs> you just ruined it. I was just about to say, it's a kick-ass girls Empowering. action costume that is both sexy but without sexualizing her. Like, yes. she's not got her boobs out, or like that. she's actually got armor on. Yes. When's the last time you played a game where a female character had armor Loads. on it and oh, didn't no. have their boobs out? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't understand the question. Well, that's the joke, isn't it? In games, they're always like, most powerful... But actually, that is armor. What, boobs? Yeah. <laughs> the bullets bounce off. <laughs> well, yeah, because they're soft. And you like you protect the bits that don't oh, bounce. Rory, you're making this worse. with the armor. That's why you have bikini armor for women. Like it's strong. It's as strong as the men's armor. Yeah, this, that's the joke I was getting at. I know. It'll be I like, was playing along with you. Yeah, and you didn't catch it. It'll be like men's ultimate armor, and it's this. It looks like fucking Sauron from Lord of the Rings. It'd be a chainmail thong, which is what they should be wearing if it was equal to what women are wearing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's a cool outfit. Like I'd play a game with a girl dressed like that. Yeah. I tell you, what it reminded me a little bit of, kind of. From the back, maybe not that much actually. <laughs> what were you looking at like, when she was um, at the back? No, no, you know, have you played The Evil Within? No. Uh, well, The Evil Within, you play a guy called Sebastian, and he's kind of got like the white shirt with the rolled up sleeves sure. and a waistcoat. And it kind of looked like a female version of that with the white mm. shirt sleeves. Anyway, I mean, point I, is, I agree with you. I'd play, uh, I'd, I'd like to see a female protagonist with that sort of outfit. Something that annoys me with a lot of female led games at the moment is really bland costume design they're all in tank tops aren't they they're all in tank tops and uh, like cargo trousers yeah. so like it, that started with uh, the reboot of Tomb Raider yeah. and she was dressed like that and was like okay that's a cool interesting design and yeah. then Jill Valentine fair, has to be it fair and- Lara Croft's always had like a tank top kind of look no no but the, yeah so I mean but uh, what I'm talking about is like obviously they got away the, got yeah. rid of the hot pants and gave her cargo trousers which makes sense oh did they yeah she's not wearing hot pants in the reboots I have only ever played the first reboot. I played it a long time ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, she's wearing trousers the whole time. 
Oh. Yeah. But How did you not She know? has great calf muscles. Well, they're hidden. Uh, the, <laughs> she never skipped leg day. Uh, no, she but, didn't. No, but, no, no, but the, yeah, so all female protagonists in a lot in games now are basically dressed the exact same way. With a colour palette swap. Yeah, like it'll be like it'll be a muddy brown yeah. or it'll be a muddy green. It, or this time it's a, a kind of yeah. baby blue. Like Jill Valentine in the Resi three remake That's, is dressed exactly like Claire Redfield in the Resi two remake, just with a different coloured tank. Yeah, yeah. And that's that that's that's what annoyed me about the her redesign in Resident Evil 3 Remake it wasn't a case of oh god I can't see her panties up her skirt it yeah. was a case of okay replace the outfit with something more practical but at least do something new yeah, or interesting to be fair, she doesn't stand out she looks fucking boring for, for me as well though I've always thought Jill's Resi 3 original costume was iconic. So did I. Like, it, and, it, it doesn't make a ton of sense. No. But it's iconic. It I is d- iconic. You need to replace it with another iconic outfit. You yeah. can't replace it with, well, let's just make her look generic then. Yeah, to be honest, I wouldn't have replaced it. Uh, especially because, uh, so this might be a controversial opinion, but I don't think it is. Um, there are a lot of things that the Resi 3 remake gets wrong. Mm. But one thing it gets right, it is the best portrayal of jill the voice oh, acting yeah 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 yeah. it's the best i don't have jill. an issue with the, like the performance side it's no, literally, what i'm, saying. I'm it's literally just talking pure that, yeah let's it down i'm just talking about pure costume design yeah. whenever they try and look that you've got the two extremes now it seems you've got the the the, the games that are clearly designed for male gays where you know the women's best armor and stuff is just a bikini and then you've got the women's empowerment costume which is just tank top and cargo trousers and it's in every fucking game that isn't for the male gays and it's like yeah. Yeah, but like, I don't mind that she's covered up. Which, I just want which, her to be covered up in something that looks fucking interesting. Which, which all the modders immediately mod to be sexy costumes anyway. I mean, not, that's always going to happen. Not that I downloaded any of the bikini mods for Jill <laughs> Valentine in Resident Evil 3. I wouldn't do something mm. like that. Well, that's what kind nice. of What kind of sick pervert would do that? You're almost a Jill Sandwich. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, Jodie Comer's character, Millie. Yes, Millie, yeah. Millie Rusk. I believe so, yes. Millie she Rusk. is meeting with some shady dealer-type guy. Yeah, looks quite cyberpunky, this dude. Yeah, yeah, in a back alley. And uh, this is the little piece of trivia I knew that you didn't. Mm. Um, that guy, Mr. Hugh Jackman, yep. in, a, in a cameo. And if you listen um, closely, you can just about hear it in his voice. Because it it's, it's yeah. muffled by the mask a bit, yeah. but it is clearly him. To be fair, they could have done more to give it away. Like, at no point does he suddenly have metal spikes come out of his hands. Yeah. At no point does he suddenly start uh, They could have done something more with the cameo. Because you moaned in the Uncharted episode about the cameo for um, the Nathan Drake voice actor. You said this was pointless. I would actually say that the Hugh Jackman cameo in this is more pointless. Because he's not recognisable at all. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I didn't say Nathan Drake was pointless. I said it stops the momentum of the film. The Hugh Jackman one is more pointless. No, it, it, it doesn't, but it stop, doesn't the stop the momentum. Uh, it's kind of in line with. Have you seen Deadpool two? Yes. So Deadpool two's got that ridiculous cameo by Brad Pitt, hasn't it? When the you know, you know Deadpool's got an invisible guy on his yeah, team, yeah, yeah. and he crashes oh, yeah, into yeah, the yeah. power plant, and it's Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. Yeah. Um, there seems to be this thing. There's a group of actors who are all friends: Ryan Reynolds, Brad, and they'll Pitt, do Matt like Damon, a day freebie on the film. They're all doing yeah. that because there's another film, and I don't remember what it is, unfortunately. But there is a film that Ryan Reynolds is in. Literally, I think he's just a voice on a phone. Right. And he just did it as a favour to one of his friends. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's become a weird bro thing that Which they I do. Which I don't mind. But no, I it's just, cool. I, I, it'd just be nice if it wasn't inconsequential. Yes, but this also in a, in a way... Oh, yeah, in a way, though, it is 
cool because yeah, yeah. like you never see like there's no need for it to be Hugh Jackman because the character never takes its mask off. It could be anyone. Anybody, yeah. Um. It's yeah. You're right. It's just cool trivia. That's uh, all it is. Here's the other thing as well, though. And this this I mean this is a different thing entirely and only really relevant to people who might want to try and break into the industry as an actor. But if you're putting AAA list celebrities in tiny minor roles, true, there's no roles left for people trying to break into the true, industry. So true. you essentially gate it. Although you know, to be fair, with the huge with Hugh Jackman, it is only a one. You never saw the face, so no one would break in from that anyway. That's like, true. Let's say, let's say me or you did that role. Well, we could go down down our local pub and be like, "I'm in Free Guy," and people are like, "Who?" And you'd point to the person in the mask, and they'd be like. What the fuck is stop lying to that me? That could be Hugh Jackman for all I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bitch, please. Yeah. So as she walks away from getting the information she wants out of Hugh Jackman, uh, Guy spots her and immediately falls in love with her. Uh, yeah. You get this sort of, oh, moment. So is, he, is this the first time where it plays the slow down Mariah Carey song? It might be, yeah, yeah. The I think one it, it is, played yeah. throughout, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he breaks his protocols because she's walking past all the NPCs and quoting their catchphrases to them before they get a chance to say it, and then they just say their catchphrases anyway. Because As she walks past him, she says, don't have a good day, have a great day, and he goes, I really love that song. So yeah, it, she, it is the Mariah Carey thing. Yeah. Yes, because she's singing it at that point. Yeah, and he goes, oh, I love that song. And she goes that's weird like you know and clearly that's different um he ends up being so stunned by her that he follows her yeah and she gets to what would be the out of bounds area for the npcs at the edge which basically is a train track we later see in the game that that's the path that leads to the multiplayer lounge yes so she's off to the multiplayer why would you want to do that I've been on multiplayer lounges before. Yeah. It's just full of people and certainly saying for racial a, slurs. And, and certainly if you're a female player, it's not going to be a good time, is it? She's going to walk in there isn't and... Isn't it sad? Isn't it sad? I'm going to get on a soapbox for a minute. Isn't it sad that we're in 2022 and people still make female gamers feel like they don't belong? Well... I mean, yes, yeah, I mean, yes, yes, 100% yes. Yeah, I Sorry, you, I wasn't going to... I thought, I thought they deserve it. No, I know it's... your sense of humour. I thought you were going to do a comedy no, no, no. bit where you're like, well, girls don't... And I was like, that, this is not the time no, 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 no. No, I wasn't going to go to a comedy bit. I was trying to think of the right way to say it without being a douche. Um, what I meant is, yes, 100% you're right. However, it's not unique to girls. It's just, it stands out. I think it becomes a little bit more, a bit like racist stuff yeah. on, you know, a, a lot of the... Well, they call it banter, but it is just abuse uh, that yeah. people shout on online servers and chat yeah, there's rooms. There's a big difference between banter and abuse, yeah. Yeah, um, and they would they classify it as banter. In reality, it's just abuse. But when you are um, w- when you're in that mode, it doesn't matter who you are or what you are. And homophobia is another big one. If they can't get you on, oh look, that's a black guy. Oh look, that's a woman. They'll get you on, oh you must be gay, yeah. and they'll they'll just be some infantile 12 year olds screaming at you down the microphone about you're a this that and the other yeah. and they use oh, all yeah. the words I've, I've heard my brother I, yeah, yeah. I've never been much of an online gamer but my brother I used to be in the room reading while my little brother were playing Halo online yeah. and the shit these people say oh, to each terrible. other I remember me, I had a friend called Aaron. Uh, we used to play uh, Halo 2. You mean you've had other friends other than me? Yes. You betrayed me? I've got a girlfriend. It's... I said girlfriend, <laughs> I said friends. <laughs> then she's a friend. She's also more than a friend. But anyway, the point is, is I used to play uh, Halo 2 online, and as you can imagine, there was no blocking, there was no, no like extra features, mm. so things were as abusive as they ever got, really. As on the, it was the Wild West. It was the Wild, Wild West. <laughs> and uh, so people would get very abusive. And there was a match that we were playing. It was us two and these other two random guys versus four other random guys. 
uh, on the other team. Battle of the century, random guys random. versus random guys. Well, you could make a, a follow-up to this film called Random Guy. Um, but basically, we were playing and we were losing, but the whole time we were having fun because we were just doing these overly posh British accents. Now, the reason we were losing wasn't actually us. Me and Aaron were playing very well. These other two losers were absolutely <laughs> rubbish. And I qualif- qualify that they were losers because of what they did. Not because they were losing, mm. but because of how they reacted. So we were we were doing our best they were fucking up the team numbers so the other team were winning and we were just sitting there going and I was just like I don't know chap would you mind sniping that man for me <laughs> oh well done old bean and like we were being overly posh yeah. and um halfway through the match would we, you care for a scone it was it was literally that and we were just enjoying ourselves and uh, about halfway through the match these two guys on our team get the right arsehole and they're like uh, excuse us guys uh, but like we're losing here and you're sure you know it doesn't help if you're talking stupid things and we're trying to make this work we're trying to win and right started shouting I think he's a little bit upset with this old boy and <laughs> So it just continued. It was like, right, you guys suck. We fucking and the abuse started. We were just like, oh, he sounds very upset, old bean. Well, we better continue on. It's considering that we're not the ones making our team lose, we might as well just continue. How's we going on? As we just continued playing and talking in these posh accents. So they started trying to kill us on our own team, and we were still playing, and we were just laughing because we we're like, this is ridiculous. This is why you shouldn't get drafted into the upcoming World War Three, Rory. Oh, I just your I'd, own team will end. I'd get you. murdered in the barracks before but, yeah. I even step foot into a war zone. They will sacrifice you to the Russians. <laughs> Take him, please. We, we're allowed to say that Russia are the bad guys at this point, right? But if Putin has any form, and I doubt he has any, but if he had any form of humility, I might be able to become... Like, If they give me over and they don't kill me instantly, I might become the Russian jester. Yeah, no, they're going to kill you instantly. They'll just murder me, I know. I, I can feel it in my bones. I mean, to be fair, we, 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 we should very quickly say, I know this is a comedy podcast, but we should very quickly say, because um, it's a bit flippant, obviously the situation in Ukraine is absolutely terrible. It's tragic. Yes. It's sad. I'm literally anxious anxious as shit. Like, I, I, I realise that's probably stupid and I shouldn't be worried because, like... I don't think there'll be a draft if that's what you're worried about. I'm just worried about there being war. I don't like war. Yeah, War's no. terrible. War, war sucks. Uh, I'll tell you who is impressive, though, not to get involved, but that's Zelensky. No, 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 the Zelensky guy, oh, yeah, Ukraine's yeah. president. Yeah. You know, he was a fucking comedian. Yeah, and he's, he's uh, yeah, holding for... And he, he's pretty much the best world leader in the world at the minute. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't got much competition. <laughs> well, no, a fucking. Could you, Ironically, could you imagine, having all the competition of Russia, and he's like, clearly could you like, imagine Boris? Say, say Russia will come in for I us. I don't want to imagine. Could Boris Could you imagine Boris ever. actually standing up the way they offered Zelensky evacuation, didn't they? The yeah, Americans and he, and like, he said, nah. "No, I'm staying." Boris would be on that plane faster than fucking. I don't know. Um, faster than a, a someone would contact faster than me at a McDonald's chowing down on hamburgers. Someone would call up the US Embassy and go, oh, "We're going to offer you to uh, parachute, uh, yes. basically parachute Boris out." And they're like, "Who's Boris? We haven't seen him for twelve days." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've he taken my go- away. yeah, I've taken my golden wallpaper and I've travelled abroad. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to say that because unfortunately, these days, you know, you yes. can't. People don't accept when things are just jokes and they get angry. Yeah, so. but no, no, we're not going to make a joke about we've Ukraine. Made our stance, we've made our stance on it very clear. Yes, Ukraine Russia, is my crowd. Ukraine is what did not fall for. <laughs> Russia bad, Ukraine good, very inspiring. Yes. Um, 
and also a very tragic situation and I hope it is resolved in fact we're actually recording in advance I hope it's resolved by the time this episode comes out at which point you can cut all this out because it sounds like worthless banter no it's fine so Guy immediately falls in love (laughs) sorry it sounds really weird going back after that it was love love Mm. it First sight. Yeah, so he follows Baby her to the train. Tra- <laughs> oh, You're Christ. the one who wanted to record this late at night, man. That no, get tired no, no, that's your fault as much as mine. So anyway, he follows her to the train tracks, and uh, the train kills him as he tries to step out of bounds because obviously it's uh, an automated thing they put in there to stop him from breaking the rules of the game. So we cut to the real world, and Millie, uh, who looks only half as hot as she does in the game... Well, I was about to say, this is typical... Because <laughs> it, it's Hollywood. It's Hollywood ugly. Hot, yeah. Like, she's clearly been... Like, they're putting her in frumpy clothes. They're putting her in, like, a messy hair. So yeah, clearly trying to do the whole, yeah. oh, she's a nerd thing. Yeah. And it's like... She's, she's an ugly, still, sweaty nerd. It's, it's like, like, she's, she's still Jodie Comer. She's still yeah. beautiful. Yeah, um, and also, also, why do you assume all nerds have to be ugly? Like, just say she's a hot nerd. Yeah. There's, There's quite a few hot nerds. nerds. Yeah. yeah, geek chic's the thing now, isn't it? It's weird how sometimes this film tries to like be the progressive step forward, and then in a lot of other ways, it's not. No, it's <laughs> a step it. back. Um, so yeah, she, she's in the real world, and she explains that to, to a coffee shop owner for some reason, that she's trying to sue the game's publisher, the publisher of this particular to be game, fair, to get evidence co- within the game. The coffee that, shop's owner's response was brilliant. It was, yeah, because like, who fucking cares, oh, no. love? And the evidence that I need is in the games. And I had oh, my coats. I wish we weren't closing so I could hear more about this. Yeah, no, it's a, <laughs> it is the right response because why would she give a shit? Um, yeah, but she's trying to convince that she's suing the game's publisher because there's evidence within the game that the game's publisher stole her video game mm. and used it as the ground basis for this new game. Yeah. Um, which, you know, there you go. Um, Guy has now broken his programming yeah he's so his programming like he's, 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 no, he's noticing yeah he's noticing that something's not right he hasn't got he hasn't there's a point where he gets sunglasses he hasn't got those yet he's but he's noticing something's a little bit different and he feels a bit different mm. having seen her so um, this is where he goes for his coffee order yes did it? you want to explain the coffee shop uh, yeah so he goes to the coffee shop which we already saw him go through once before yep. and he ordered a uh, what is it he ordered something very specific and long winded but and it's really basic yeah uh, and it's always the same every it's day it's always the same every day she always says the same thing when she hands it to him he always, he always burns his mouth on it and he always leaves saying hello to this copper doesn't he yes. who goes hey up guy and he walks out going don't have a good day have, have a, a great, great day. day and this one time she goes to offer him his normal drink and he goes actually i'd like to try a cappuccino and this is a good scene for like i remember sitting in the cinema watching this the first time yeah um and she starts looking at like the camera starts to go Dutch, which I really yeah, like. Which means it's shooting for anyone who's not aware. She's looking at him like, what the fuck? Everyone in the and coffee everyone shop. everyone in the background yeah. starts to turn to him. And it's some creepy ass shit. It's like a horror moment almost, isn't it? it Where is. And then there's a tank in the background outside the coffee, coffee yeah. shop. As he keeps holding it going, well, you know, I just... You know, I, I just fancied something different yeah. today. And he's trying to explain how he just wants something uh, different. And, it, and there's a tank turning, and it's clearly going to kill him. Yeah. It's turning to shoot and him. So here comes my first so problem it's, with it's the film. It's basically the game is going to tr- annihilate him for breaking yeah, the, code. The game is aware that he has stepped out of line and it's going to kill him. Yeah. Now, here's where the, that's an interesting concept. Guess yeah. what, Rory? It never comes up again. It never comes up again. 
It 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 just it. <clears throat> and there's a there's a point later on in this film where he's literally running around town screaming about how it's all fake and you know the world isn't real and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, nothing happens. And not not everyone's just like, oh, that's a weird thing, and just keeps on doing about going about yeah. their day. And I'm like, but that that this is where the film basically sticks to the line. Then it's going to be as inoffensive and as uninspiring as possible, despite well, it, having it, the right ingredients. So for we, a talk, strong film. we talked about the lighting of this film, didn't we? Really bland to support it's, the it's, green screen. I think it's very generic. Flat Hollywood lighting where don't get me wrong it's everything's visible yeah no I mean it's, it's well flat, lit but it's just not artistically lit and I thought in the cinema they'd pulled off a great trick here because the camera's fairly generic shots up to this point as well yeah. but then when you get that camera start to tilt off kilter suddenly we're getting a bit arty and, it's and they turn this, around yeah. in my head in the cinema I was literally like it would be great if, like, the colour palette starts to darken now. And this what, goes... What, like, fatality from Mortal Kombat? Dun, dun, dun. Well, it goes into a more sinister direction. That would be so cool. And it doesn't. It snaps straight back to its generic status. And that's it. Yeah. Now, I would have been fine with it snapping back to generic status at this point to continue the plot as mm. it is, and then darkening later. But it, the problem is, it never gets this dark again. And we're gonna get we're gonna get to this. There are a few things in this film that happen once and then and never, never again. happen again. Uh, so he goes back to work. The bank is robbed again, uh, and guy sees Millie is this, outside. Is this the time where it's the guy with the RPD yes. armor? Yeah. And yeah, so the guy's got armor on that says RPD. It's just generic armor. It's not armor though but I'm pretty certain RPD must be referring to Raccoon Police Department I can't think what else RPD no, would stand for no and there's no other reason to wear it because he's clearly not part of a police department he's a like an anarchist looking guy do you know what is interesting though plot error in Resident Evil that should actually be RCPD yeah 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 because Raccoon City Police Department isn't it yeah. and otherwise it's just Raccoon Police Department in which case they should all be anthropomorphic Which, in which case let's just talk about Raccoon Police Department for a minute here because that could be one of two things is that a group of rac- humanoid raccoons who are police officers, a la rocket raccoon type deal. Yeah, yeah. Or is that a police squad specifically trained in catching raccoons? Well, since we never <laughs> see a raccoon police officer, I'm guessing it's the latter. I kind of want a Resident Evil film where it's just this highly trained stars unit trying to hunt down rabid raccoons yes. that are going in people's houses and causing mischief. I'm surprised that's not been made yet. I mean, Paul W. Yeah. Anderson could have done it in any of his films. It wouldn't have made him any worse. No, it so, would have made him a lot better. <laughs> Uh, well, at least honest. it would have been funny. Uh, um, fucking but, Chris with his giant boulder muscles trying to catch a fucking <laughs> He never raccoon. punched a single rock throughout that whole six-film series. No, 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 he did no not. No rock punching. Someone did point out once. Not a res- canon. A Resident Evil fan did point out as a joke that um, the boulder is a recurring enemy in Resident Evil. So it's in the first one. <laughs> then it's in four. Yes, because it chases Leon, doesn't and it? And then finally in five, Chris comes face to face with it again after dealing with it in one. But this time he defeats it. Yeah, well, it's like Rocky. Fists. You know, he has to train before he's strong enough to take down the opponent. Yeah. So the whole first five Resident Evil films is Chris training to rocky style beat up a rock yeah which is amazing this film this film's a bit like that chris red chris redfield from the original is reg or code veronica he's regular ryan reynolds and, and then Resi five chris's dude yeah the, the, yeah well we get to dude in a bit because he's like a, a weird addition in the final act um so yeah basically the bank is robbed guy sees millie again and he decides he's going to take the robber's sunglasses 
Uh, he gets beaten the shit out of for a bit, but then steals a the guy's sunglasses and accidentally kills the guy with the sh- his own shotgun. So the player is now watching, going, "What the hell? I've just been killed by an NPC." Um, guy puts on the gl- on the shades and sees all the mission objective pickups and stuff around the world. Yeah, that um, you would have in a game where it's like yeah. garage here, shop. Yeah. Here. So while the world looks proper realistic outside of the odd happenings going on, when he puts the sunglasses on, it still looks kind of the same. But instead, now there's all the you know objective user interface and objective markers and waypoint health markers and health and bars and pickups and all that stuff is now he visible. Sees someone die because they they're in a jetpack. Oh, they hit the and they um, hit the back. Boundary. Yeah, the, the out of bounds. Off. Yeah, and when they die, um, he picks money up pops their money, up, yeah, like a spawn, like a loot thing. Yeah, and when he picks it up, he like it comes up that he's picked up all this cash. And when he goes to his bank account because he's been saving up to try and get a two hundred dollar pair of trainers that he never can reach. Um, yeah, he's picked every up like, day. He's got the same amount in his bank. Yeah, he's picked up three grand from this guy. When he goes to his bank account, it's actually in his account. So he goes and buys the shoes. Um, the thing is, from defeating the first guy, we go back to real life. Uh, when he when he defeats the um, the, the the bank robber, we go to real uh, real life where we have what's his name Casey, uh, who's the other main developer developer alongside Millie, but they've gone their separate ways at this point. He's um, working for Tsunami, the evil entity, the though. evil corpo. Yeah, um, and he thinks Guy is just a rogue player who's managed to somehow hack the game to, get to an where NPC skin. yeah. So he goes into the game uh, with his friend, who's basically I hate to say it but he's just the token indian friend in this film it's not me i can't remember his name no because that's the point he's kind of a we watched this half an hour ago i know but it's a meaningless character yeah i mean to be honest i barely remembered millie's name i had to write it down so like most of the characters outside of guy their names are not memorable i had to write them all down casey's name millie's name i've had to write it down to remember it but this guy he's he's literally got almost he's essentially got zero point they kind of put they shoehorn him in when they can't find a reason to keep uh, Casey inside the company anymore when he gets booted out later on. And that's to essentially honest, this guy's only real reason for being here. To be honest, he's there so that when we're introduced to the real villain Taika Waititi, uh, he's there so Taika has someone to yell at. Yes, it's that it's that comedy dynamic, like um, like to, to reference Cuphead, like the devil and henchman. Yeah, uh, or like Hades with pain and panic in Hercules. Yeah, needs needs a patsy. Yeah, he's just a patsy. He's there for comedy effect. Anyway, they go into the game wearing poli- well, Casey's wearing a police skin, yep. proper seventies police with the mustache. Yeah, yeah, with the mustache. It? Yeah, they're and, doing it for obviously for a joke. They <laughs> and the, the, other the other guy's guy, wearing a pink bunny outfit. Pink bunny suit. And we get another game reference here. Did you pick up on this? No, go on. So uh, they they appear in the game and they see Guy. And they get out of the car, and I'm I'm sure this is a reference, not just a generic line, mm. because he deliberately says it in this voice. The guy in the bunny suit, yeah, go. They see guy, and Casey says something like "Oi," and the other guy goes "Get over here!" like that. He oh, I missed that. Yeah, okay. he literally says it like that. He doesn't just say "Get over here." He, just, he, he shouts it with get a "Get over here!" Okay. Hey, forty-year-old virgin, get over here. Let's go. Fair play. Fair play. Um, so yeah, Ooh, we got it in. Well done, everyone. Shake my hand. Well done. We, we, we did it. Fireworks. Oh, fireworks indoors. Now we're on fire. Oh, warning ad for children. Ah, oh, melty, melty, burn death. Don't burn and die, children.
Don't burn and die. Don't play with fireworks. Why are fireworks still on sale? Uh, whatever, I'm not getting on that soapbox. That's a different soapbox. We've done too many soapboxes this episode already. So anyway, so he... They think he's just a rogue player still, so they shout him to tell him to take the skin off. Uh, guy doesn't understand what they're talking yeah, about. He's like, that's some, a really weird question. Yeah, you get some humorous misunderstanding where they're like, where did you get that skin? And he's like, I, I've always had it. Like, yeah. a genetics, like, hey, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so this bit, I've got a couple of bits here. Mm. First of all is, eventually he ends up taking shelter behind a car, and the police shoot the car. Mm. And like you would in an arcade-style game, you get the damage numbers coming up. Yes. Like minus nine, minus nine, minus two, minus three. Yeah. Never happens again. No, no, it's only used in this one scene. That's the only time damage counters are shown. And secondly Mm. was, as they... So, Guy ends up running into a building... And he's running it's a, up the staircase. It's a, construct, it's a building under construction, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And as he's running up the staircase and the coppers are chasing him, you get a shot from their point of view. So it's like a first-person yeah. shooter game. It, it reminded me of the sequence in Doom. Where oh, right, yeah, from, yeah. Except this doesn't last nearly as long. This is like it's 10 near seconds. Cool. No, this is because the, just the, him going up a staircase. The other thing as in well Doom, is the first-person sequence in Doom was practical, all practical. Yeah. So it was infinitely... I'm going to just say this right now. Anything practically done is infinitely better than anything CGI done. If it can be done I practically, it should am, be done practically. I am tempted to agree. Definitely... It's more fun. Yep. <laughs> definitely. It's definitely more. Uh, it, it, it's definitely. It, it, it ages better. Yep. Doing it practically. It feels C- better. CGI might look great in the year that it's done if you've got mm. a really high budget, but it, it very quickly dates because technology improves. Yeah. Whereas a lot of these tricks that do practical effects, they are age old tricks. I actually, the other day, I'm watching The Flash at the minute. Right. And uh, I just did the episode with Gorilla Grodd in it. And he's CGI, he's a CGI gorilla. And fuck me, it's like a PS1 cutscene. Like, dudes, on a TV budget, don't do CGI. No, no, it's a waste. And I mean, they've obviously got a good budget for this, but it just doesn't have... It's nowhere near as impressive, and it never will be. We we discussed, there's a sequence later where Guy rides a motorbike through a window. Yes. And And it's all CGI, obviously. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to talk about Paul W.S. Anderson here in a positive way. There's a scene in Resident Evil Apocalypse. I'm sure this scene's like this in other films, but for some reason, Apocalypse pops in my head. Where Mila Jovovich rides a motorbike through a window. Yes, of the church. It's a it's a shit scene, yeah. but it's a practical effect. It looks that so much glass better. feels like it has weight. The motorbike feels like it has weight because it actually does. This is CGI, mm. and that glass. First of all, the glass the shat, it shatters into pieces that are too big. If you hit it with a motorbike, that would be shards, like small shards. Depends on the type um, of glass. It'll either be so big that it would have stabbed and sliced through him, or yeah. it would be, as you say, breakaway glass. It would have been small, yeah. tiny bits. Um, and it just th- there is no impact at all, is there? No. Like he just glides right fl- through the glass. Now, here's the thing: I appreciate it's meant to be a video game world, so having it be CGI and having it not be particularly realistic kind of works. The only issue is, is in all like it works for the narrative, but it when you're it doesn't work for the audience member because it loses the it loses all heft. So once yeah. you and unfortunately. The audience experience should always trump what works for the narrative. I agree. I agree. Um, and unfortunately, and, and yeah, so that's something, something where it didn't work. Um, so eventually, he catches up to her, 
Um, and we see Taika Waititi. Whoa, 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 whoa. Nice. We've skipped some stuff here. Oh, so he they're, get, they're yeah. still chasing Sorry, everything. You, this is where I, uh, I had pizza, so... All right, so Guy realises that these sneakers he saved up to buy have super jump abilities, yep. but with limited uses. Mm. So he uses them to escape. We get a fucking eye-rolling bad bit where he uh, he's running he's run out of jumps and he's at the top of the building and he's running along a scaffolding and he's going to jump and on at the, the end there's yeah. a wrecking ball and he's going to jump onto that and as he jumps it go it plays the Miley Cyrus song I came in like a wrecking ball yep. and then Ryan Reynolds goes Oh no! And he's missed it, and he sails past it. The music cuts off. Like that is just such a. I quite a, like that bit. I'll be honest. I, I'm, I'm going to get on my high horse here a little bit, though. That is the level of joke. I'm going to sound like such an old man. That is the level of joke that someone would do on a YouTube video back in the day. Yeah, like it's it's just such a. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, not, you're right. It's a TikTok, isn't it? It's yeah, it's not actual comedy. I quite liked it though. Uh, maybe that's just yeah, me. fair enough. I fair quite, enough. Uh, so maybe um, maybe your mileage will vary on that joke. But yeah, I I do see your point. The joke itself, there, there's no wit or intellect behind it. It is basically it's just a pop tic- culture reference. It's a pop culture TikTok sort of thing. And this is what society. Yeah. Oh God, I'm going to sound strong, man. This is what society's doing. Because look at TikTok, right? Mm. Most of it, not all of it. But most of it is just people imitating things that actual funny people have done. Yeah, there's a lot of people who will like do quotes from stand-up comedians or dislike or, or take scenes from comedies, mm. and they'll just do different clips of themselves talking to themselves. Yeah, doing funny faces. And yeah, shit doing like funny that. faces, and it'll be like a scene from Friends going, "Could you be any more?" And then yeah. it'll just be them mouthing along to it. And I'm like, "This isn't skill. Yeah, this don't, isn't, and it's not comedy." Don't get I'm, me wrong. Show me, me wrong. the original clip. I have seen some people on TikTok. Not that I make a habit of watching TikToks I'm a grown ass man oh. but I have seen some people on TikTok with actual skill oh, who yeah. will take something like that and they will do it they'll twist it in a way that's their own way yeah, or they'll yeah. make it but there's of- so many most of them don't yeah, most of them are just people mouthing, half the time mouthing along out of fucking time. Like, if you're going to lip sync, at least fucking lip sync. Oh, I know. Yeah, well, th- th- yeah, there's no accounting for talent, is there? Let's be honest, because anyway. it's, it's anyone. Anyway, God, I'm starting to turn into a grumpy old man. We are both grumpy old men. So, he, uh, he, I think at this point, so the, the, Guy the, actually the, spends some time with her, doesn't well, he? Well, so the next scene I've got is we cut back to the real world. Oh, is it Taika Waititi's um, entrance? Well, just before that... We see a clip of Millie and Casey back when they were still working together right, yes. being interviewed. Because I've got a note here. This is an interview on a national news program. Yeah, like and that the, happens with video games. Well, even if it did, right, let's, let's assume for a minute that does. Sure. The interviewer is interviewing them about a revolutionary AI they've created yep. and then decides to turn around and ask a question, and how about a romance between you two? Now, to be fair, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. It might do. I have certainly seen awful fucking clips of interviews with female celebrities. Oh, that happens all the time. Where they like they'll ask the male questions like what is it you know how do you feel playing this character who's so tough blah 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 and then they'll get to like Scarlett Johansson. What the fuck? No, that's just a bug. Then they'll get to Scar- then they'll get to Scarlett Johansson and be like, "What are you wearing?" or yeah. something. How do you fit into your tight suits? Yeah, and, and she's th- like, "What the fuck?" And that's bollocks. Like that yeah. shit needs to stop. Yeah, but. 
this like would they ask would they to two game developers be like <laughs> would you ha- bang yeah <laughs> would you bang guys how about a little how about you put your that's the prequel d- bang guys d- d- yeah t- <laughs> turn around to Casey and be like does she make your software hardware <laughs> want to find her floppy disk slot uh, now we are showing our age um, my, so anyway don't we, talk to me about floppies we then get a discussion between her and Casey basically she's turned up in Casey's apartment yes. and this is where you comment that his apartment is fucking huge. Yeah, he, like, though it does make sense because he's working for the company, so he's obviously getting paid well, I think. But it is it's, it is very much a luxury they, apartment yeah, in the middle like of the city. And they're in, like, New York City, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I mean, you'd be, I can't imagine... That's that a the millionaire penthouse. It, it's, yeah, it's a very, um, very nice apartment. And this is the part where I wasn't quite sure... So well, he's not been fucked over, is he? No, and I wasn't quite sure what Taika Waititi's villainous nature was because... He's stolen their game, but well, he actually bought he it did from buy them. It. He yeah. bought it. So what he's done is morally questionable, yes. but it's, it's something that happens in America constantly. He He's bought the code from them, shelved their game, but actually used the code from their game to build a new game, game, which is Free City, the game that Guy lives in. But he's denying it. Now, don't get me wrong. He's saying it's all his own unique code. Yeah, don't get me wrong. That's morally reprehensible. But that shit happens in corporate America literally all the time. And she's trying to find the evidence in the game to prove that he's done that so that she can sue him. But... Even if she got the evidence, I don't know what law, what where she stands legally. Yeah. If she sold the game to him, and now it's it's the property of him and his company, yeah. they can shelve and reuse the engine assets as they please. Yeah. I don't uh, understand. So, like, yeah, yeah, and you're right; it's morally reprehensible. But legally, I don't yeah. think she's got a ground to stand on, even with the evidence. So the key takeaway here is she asks Casey to help her find this evidence. Casey refuses. Basically, says that due to all the NDAs he's signed, he shouldn't even be in the same room. Yeah, he's as not her. allowed to even look at her, and he makes her leave. Yep. This is where we get to... Taika Um I want to talk about how shitty he is. I don't think it's... I still don't think it's Taika yet. Oh, I've got, that's the next thing I've got, so you can... My next let me know thing, when it's Taika. The next thing I've got written down is Portal Gun. Yes, well, actually, no, I've got, of it? I've got Did Antoine Actually Steal, which I wrote during that scene in the flat. Yeah, yeah. And then I've got Portal Gun. Because I, I'm going to bring some up here now. What game is this? It's got every other game in it. In it, yeah. yeah. Like, so he's, it, no, he's clearly... I mean, he's got more chance... Consider, unless he owns the rights to Mega Man, to all Halo. the Marvel staff, to Halo. Like the, He's more so, likely to be sued by these other game developers so than them two. What we're saying is Tsunami. In the, in the universe of this game, mm. Tsunami is Disney. Yeah. Because all of these things that are in this are owned by Disney. No, Mega Man is owned by Capcom. I bet Capcom's fucking owned by Disney if you dig hard enough. Mm. I bet it fucking is. Everything's owned by Disney. Mm. The point is, because this film quite famously... I don't think so, but possibly. For anyone who doesn't know, this film was originally a 20th century Fox film. I know Bungie isn't. Bungie is owned by Microsoft, isn't it, now? No, Activision. No, no, Bungie got bought out by Microsoft. No, they didn't, because they bought themselves they back. Three, four, three. Oh, did they? No, no, yeah, 343 is a different company. My, Bungie basically got bored of making Halo games, so they agreed to make a certain number, which ended with Reach, and like basically bought themselves out of the, con- the exclusivity oh, okay. contract with Microsoft. So they now make Destiny and Destiny 2. 
Yeah, which isn't that garbage. Well, yeah, they're basically the same. They're, they're basically it's just op- Halo. They're, well, they're open world Halo and garbage. But yeah. it's that, by the by, that doesn't matter. They're not owned by Microsoft. Okay, uh, fair so I think they're owned by Activision. However, Microsoft are looking at buying Activision at the moment. So it's possible that Bungie will end yes. up being usurped by them. And to be honest, Activision can die, and I don't care because it's full yeah, of we already scum. we already dealt yeah. with this on another episode. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, but do you know what I mean, though? This is again. It's like. I get that you're enjoying making all these pop culture references, but what game? This game doesn't have an identity of its own. No, it really doesn't. It's literally it, it is literally an asset flip from beginning yeah. to end. It's like, oh, we've got the Mega Man gun. Oh, we've got the Portal gun. Oh, we've got the Gravity gun from Half Life. Yeah. Oh, there's Although, the as I pointed Halo. out, yeah. the Portal gun doesn't actually look like the Portal. I think gun. they're all percentage enough different from the original source that yeah. they wouldn't be suable for it if they didn't own the rights already. Obviously, the Marvel stuff's That's accurate because it's owned by Disney. Well, yeah. so this was what I was going to say. This film was originally a 20th century. Fox film and when Disney showed interest in buying Fox this film got delayed it was actually meant to come out a few years ago yeah uh, it got shelved. Disney did some reshoots on it, which, which is, is very clearly where. Yeah, it's very clear that's when the MCU and Star Wars references there's were a, added. We'll in. get to that later because it's right near the end. Of, but there's a scene right near the end of the film where it's so blatant what was reshot. Because you're like, yeah, all right, this could not have been made under 20th Century Fox. It's only pl- made makeable, basically, could only be made by Disney because yeah. it literally is full of but their it, own it, shit. It, oh, I'll get there. But we'll get there eventually. So, are we at uh, Tokyo TT yet? Almost. <laughs> I have put, so I've put, uh, referring to this as being an asset flip, I've put this, this film, I'm not saying it's worse or better than this other film, this is a knockoff of Ready Player One. Okay. I Basically. haven't seen that yet. I've got it on Blu-ray, but I haven't watched it yet. It's, inc- it's incredibly similar. Except I know Ready Re- Player One's based on a book. It is. Uh, it's incredibly similar, except Ready Player One has the good sense to set itself in the future. So although that makes all the nostalgia references make less sense, it makes more sense that it's a future where everyone's obsessed with the game. Yeah, because so they, it would be news. Yeah. yeah, whereas here, my next thing is, this would not be national news. Like, people are reporting the existence of... Yeah, Blue like Shirt TV guy. news channels, like yeah. CNN He's a question on Jeopardy. Yes, and it's like, no, like... I'd imagine if video games are referenced on Jeopardy at all, we're at the point where the questions would be, uh, what is it, this this red pl- red and blue plumber kills turtles. By jumping on them. Or yeah, something. by jumping on them. And then it's like, what is Mario? This, re- this red and it. blue plumber is constantly getting cuckolded by his princess <laughs> wife. Yes. Uh, right, I think that Taika could be, might... That could be Zelda as well. I think Taika must... Oh, no, 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 no. So I... Right, Tyker's ages away yet, mate. I'm nearly at the end of my first page, but I've just flipped and Tyker's at the top of my second page. Right. So basically, I'll I'll speed through this. Yeah. We get a teabagging reference. Yes, we do. Um, the security guard... So uh, guy goes back to the bank. Yep. It gets robbed again. I've put here, this is the RPD arm a bit. We were a bit too soon earlier. That first guy is wearing oh, yeah. the sky suit. Yes, he is. You're right. Um, and basically... Uh, guy offers sunglasses to his friend, to Buddy. Yes. And he's and like, Buddy come on, bro, it. see him. And mm. this, again, this was a part where the film could have had a chance to be something because Buddy is too afraid yeah. to take the chance. And that's an important And you part. see... And to be fair, Buddy is the character outside of Guy who has the biggest arc. Yeah, and I want to say, like, I know we slagged off Lil, Lil Rel Howery, but, but actually, this is it? a good bit of acting in this scene. Yeah. 
because you could see you could see on his face how scared he is, but also how upset he is that he's letting Guy down. Yeah. Um, he's and he's torn. ashamed, like when he says, I just can't, man, and he turns his face He's torn away. and ashamed, and it, um, it's so well played to be... You're right, it's well played. Yeah, so now we get the Mega Man Blaster, and we also get my first entry, my first contender for potential worst line. Ooh. Uh, some explosive shit happens. Uh, so this is where Guy rides the motorbike through the window. Yep. Uh, a fight scene happens... And then Guy and Guy rides the motorbike back out of the building. And as he rides it out, Millie jumps onto the bike and she lands on his front. And she looks at him and says, "Is that a Glock in your pocket?" No. What? It's two Glocks. Oh, because right. Glock sounds like cock. Get it? A type of gun. But you get that moment where her face goes like, "What?" And, and it's like, "Get it? Get it? He's got a huge dick." That's the joke. Get it? Yeah. The thing is, how would she feel it? She's not really in the game. Exactly. She wouldn't. She wouldn't. <laughs> so she would have only been saying that as a joke. Can, can we? Can we just, guys? It's time to retire. That is that a blank in your pocket joke? That's been done too many times, hasn't it? Right now, I've got here that Taika Waititi comes into the game, right? Because I have got this written down. This is exactly word for word what I've written down. Yep. I like Taika Waititi. Yep. But he's awful in this movie. Yes. So that's what I was going to say. Taika Waititi is shit in this film, conceptually and performance-wise. But I don't hate Taika Waititi. No, I, I love, love Taika Waititi. I love Taika Waititi. Jojo Rabbit is literally a great film. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of his work. And he's very good director, writer. I like his performances in most things. Yet, for some reason in this film... He is just awful. I mean, the characters, the characters, God. I think he's yeah. He's not helped because conceptually, he is a the wrong person for the part, and b the the character is conceptually badly written. Yeah, there is nothing of this character. There is no motivation really to this character. There is no there is no depth to this character. We've already stated that he's meant to be the big bad, but. We can't really fully figure out what his main evil is. I've written down his main evil is generic capitalist greed. Yeah. Well, well, who cares? But here's the thing. That's the whole of America. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Clearly, he's meant to be, uh, as far as coding is concerned, he's meant to be something of a hack. Uh, He's claiming that he's built Free City all on his own, but he has actually based it on the other two characters' uh, existing software, right? So it's based on all of their code, and he's just built on top of that. Now, that's fine, but what would have been interesting... Now, here's a point where the film could have been a little bit more meaningful and just, again, went shied away to be as inoffensive as possible. This character could have been done in a few different ways. If you're going to play the fool angle, the fact that he is actually a complete grifter with very little talent to him, you could have played the Peter Molyneux route. Now, the Peter Molyneux route, for anyone who doesn't understand that reference... I'm going to say, be careful you don't get sued... Well, he, I know he. I know he, he overpromises and underdelivers. That was my point. It should have been a case of he was someone who. You've got a couple of options. Number one is that he's someone who ends up being out of his mental element, like Peter Molyneux, and therefore comes across as something of a hack because he. Anytime he goes into an interview, and that's what makes him an idiot. He keeps on going into places and going, "Well, we're going to have this and Free City too," and he does do this to a degree because he goes in. It's stated that he goes into interviews and, like for example, he says Free City two will be fully backwards compatible with free city one 
And when one of the guys questions him and he goes, uh, but you said that, but that's not true. And he goes, well, guess what? When I said that, I was lying. And it's like, I don't think that's what Peter Molyneux was doing. And that's the, that would be the difference. Like, it's basically a quote on Peter Molyneux, but I don't think that was Molyneux's point. I think Molyneux just gets excited with new ideas and just goes, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. And then when he goes home, when he goes back to his company, they're just like, dude, we have no way of slipping that shit into the game. What the fuck were you thinking and saying that shit again? But because he ran the company, they had to try and squeeze it in or just let down their audience. So they always ended up, Peter Molyneux games, no matter how good they were, would always disappoint their fan base by over-promising and under-delivering only because he wouldn't shut the fuck up. So, but they don't play it for that. It's literally, he's just happily going around lying to his fans, apparently. And then the other stuff is that they, if they wanted to give him a real evil capitalist bent, they could have made a commentary. Then it would have been very relevant at the time, and certainly still is now, talking about uh, the attempt to shoehorn in gambling mechanics into games that are available for children. This happens with FIFA. You have things like loot boxes. You have things like, um, well, NFT stuff is coming up now. I was NFTs, yeah, bro. Now, we won't go into NFTs because we actually kicked off about it in the Shenmue episode. But we did, didn't we? Did. We? So there is. So we already talked about how they're a scam. So, but basically, we Crypto, could, bro. Exactly. And which, so essentially, he could be a guy trying to push into that market. But they, again, Disney didn't probably want to run the risk of actually making that statement in case, oh, you know what? It's actually a bit lucrative ripping off children for money. Maybe we want to, you know, delve into that market. You know what? We'll make this film inoffensive and just make him generic, annoying capitalist man. You know, and it's like that, that you've just, again, could have made a statement evaded it completely so should we, uh, should and also, we really lower the tone Rory? he's also too old he's too i do feel he's probably too old for the kind of character that they're going for because like he's, he's got gray hair and shit like not that taika waititi is old no 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 no, but no. he is definitely a grown-ass man he's too old for the part of a young what should be really a very young man because he's dressed like assassin's the, creed the, this should he, be a young 23 uh, year old sort with of, too much power Yes. And it's all gone to his head. Yes. That's what this should it be. It would have worked under that guy's, at least a little bit better as being just yeah. some narcissist, an obnoxious, too young and aged. faced teenager. Yeah, but yeah. at this point, he's not. He's, you know, he's a grown ass man, must be, well, we Doing worked out, he's 46 voice. years old. Then yeah. he, yeah, sitting there going, you know what, bruv? It's like, that doesn't work on a 46 yeah. year old. That's, so, it's, yeah. Do you want to lower the tone even more? Well, let's see if it fits. If we actually ends up in the episode, go we, on. We, we've got a pedo joke in a minute. Oh, we do. Well, I, before we I get say to a that, pedo, I say a pedo joke. It's just pointing out an actual. Well, okay, go on then. Well, uh, is it the is it the is wanking it, joke? Uh, no, is it no. Um, is it Casey who points it out to her that she's in love with oh, a man yes. who, technically speaking, is only four years old? I'm sorry. Wait, you let who kiss you? Guy. Guy. The first time I kiss a non-toxic guy in like forever, and of course he's not even not even real. Uh, there's not a button for that. Oh, he found the button. Okay. Yeah. I am. I'm so confused it's and hot. surprisingly curious. <laughs> you let an artificially intelligent. Video game character oh, kiss okay. you, Can and you then you thought that would be it like that? because you have got to meet him. He's 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 funny and he's sweet and he's so handsome. And oh my god, now I'm saying it out loud. Also, Millie, food for thought. He's like four. 
<laughs> really? You were going to do that? Really? Wow, you just made it really creepy. <laughs> and the thing is, the film's kind of fine with that. Yeah, yeah, just but sort of glance over and it's like, oh, well, I can't met, yeah, because to be fair, cool. you know, to be fair, Ryan Reynolds is a grown ass man. Grown-ass man. <laughs> but just flip the genders for a second, yeah, and think how creepy that is. Yeah, imagine if it was a very sexy looking young woman, like a sort of twenties, a woman mm. in her twenties, thirties, and a man, and an, a grown ass man, and she had the mental capacity of a four year old, Which, I mean, and he was fair, like, oh, "Yeah, I fancy this woman. To, I'm in love with her." To be fair, you've overblown be that weird. a bit because Ryan Reynolds' character doesn't have the mental capacity of a four year old, but he is four years old, right? Um, is what I mean, right? Um, well, he's not. Yeah, he's still got the mental capacity of a child, though, because he's still he's playing the game. He's not like shit. This is yeah. my reality. He's like, yeah. oh wow, this is all strange. Yeah, he's incredibly naive. Isn't yeah, he? yeah, so he's got the naivety of like a t- at least a, a early to mid teenager yeah. looking at everything through um, shiny new eyes. So I'm going to be completely honest with the audience. <laughs> Me and you actually both kind of got a little bit bored for the next ten minutes. Um, I've literally only written down. Oh, she tells him that he's an NPC at this point. But I remember me and you were talking. What were we discussing? Yeah, so we this said was the here, point where we were discussing the fact that this could have been yeah, so yeah, a different genre. We were talk- so I've written this note here. So I've I've caught up now with the notes. Uh, <laughs> we stated that the romance is another element of mis depth. So whether or not, like, even if we give a free pass to the fact that she is essentially dating someone with a the, a child's mental capacity even if we give that the pass that the film does this could have been an interesting character uh look at her from this point she doesn't really get a huge amount of development in this film um but it was the idea of how did someone get so isolated so lonely so um you know so stuck inside this game world that she would literally because she literally falls in love with guy doesn't she mm. and it's like what what would cause you to fall in love with someone you know you know 100% is not real does not exist and realistically can't have the same sort of feelings you're having for it back to you you know what, what what's causing and it would have been a very nice interesting idea but it, again the film skims over that as much as possible um, because it's trying to be as inoffensive as possible. So rather than look at what would make a woman so lonely, so sad as to delve into wanting to be with a robot... This, this is relying on safety and genericness. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Um, so we we then find out that Guy will be deleted when Free City 2 is released. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned before, Free, uh, even though he promised it would be backwards compatible, Free City 2 will not be backwards compatible with Free City 1. Uh, and this is where Guy is walking around the street because he finds out that he's not real. Mm. And he's walking around the streets shouting that it's all fake. And yet, at this point, no one turns on him. There is not a single bit of blowback to him literally walking around the street shouting at every single NPC. And he goes full Deadpool in this scene. Yes. This is the most egregious Deadpool bit when he's yelling at the lady with the cat. Has anyone seen my cat? Has anyone seen my cat? Your cats? No, Phyllis, I haven't seen them. But here's a revolutionary idea. Close your goddamn door. It's not like they're climbing on top of one another, forming a little kitty tower, and then jimmying the locks. They don't have thumbs, Phyllis. No thumbs! See, while there is, while it is Ryan Reynolds and you could go, well, it's, it's Deadpool because it's Ryan Reynolds, that's not my problem with uh, Ryan Reynolds being free guy in this because at least there is one single state of separation with, with Guy versus Deadpool is that he is naive and unaware. Where 
by this point, he's no longer naive and unaware. He's fully aware, and he's calling it all out, breaking the fourth wall the same way that Deadpool does. So he eventually, essentially just become a, a sad Deadpool in this, in this scene. So you are right on that. Um, but yeah, eventually... Um, we f- he finds Channing Tatum. There's, we get yeah, to the Channing Tatum. This is my next note, which is Channing Tatum is fairly funny in this. Yeah, no, he does but, a good job. But more because it's not the type of role you expect to see Channing Tatum doing. Yeah, it's a really good. Go- well, I mean, he's played goofy comedy characters before, but it's. I've never seen him do homoerotic, though, when he's getting no, no, right no. upon Ryan Reynolds and he's like, I can feel that in your pocket. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah, he, uh, he, he plays that game very well. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so Channing Tatum gets gets a pass in this, uh, but there's obviously uh, the real player who's playing as yeah, well, uh, Channing can, Tatum. Can I do my second entry for worst line? Oh, go on then. Uh, which is Channing Tatum says to him because he's a Twitch streamer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you do one single, just one salad for me? One thing, I'll stop asking. Yeah. Okay. Just say my catchphrase. My viewers will just banana cream sandwich all over themselves if you say. It. Well, I love banana cream sandwiches. Maybe not this banana cream sandwich. <laughs> yeah, this one. Which blatantly means just their pants. Yeah, yeah. And guy doesn't get it. It's like, oh, I love banana cream sandwiches. Not these kinds, you don't. Yeah, he goes, oh yeah, no, I really don't. love these ones. Yeah, it's, that's. Uh, to be honest, I don't think that's a worse line because that's quite funny because of the way those two play off each other. I would say, and to be fair, there are some fucking awful well, lines coming we, up. We've got another cum joke in a few seconds, yeah, just hold lit- you. So literally, uh, Channing Tatum's real-life player, the Twitch streamer, um, he's obviously living with his mum because he, he, there's points where he, Channing Tatum will suddenly shout and go, Mom! And then it comes to real life of him turning and shouting at his mum behind him. This is really interesting. You mentioned earlier about how this film's trying to be progressive but keeps regressing. Yes. This is one of those mm. scenes, because think about it, like, this film shows so spoiler later on it's got real twitch streamers in it yeah yeah and it shows them like celebrities like they're they're on the yeah. news there's aren't people they? like jack skeptikai there's pokemon and a few others um, i don't know any of these people um no. but it shows them like on the news and stuff doesn't it yeah but then this is a old stereotype of a gamer yeah this is like the 90s idea mom, of us eating yeah. twizzlers uh and Fat. Well, no, to be fair, he's not fat. He's got greasy hair. He's got a double chin, and he's got a really yeah. But I've seen thin people with double chins. Astronaut. He's got um. He, he, he's pale. Yeah, um, yeah. And he's yelling he's, at his mom, and he like, "Mom, I'm trying to play my game. Why are you using the vacuum and stuff like yeah. that?" Which makes me wonder. Like, he says he's a really popular streamer, but like, I don't watch streams, so maybe I'm wrong on this. But do people really watch streams where people shout at their mom all day? I doubt it, but I don't watch streaming <laughs> no. either. Let the us only- know if you like watching people yeah. shout at their mom all day on Here, Twitch. Streams. Here's my total knowledge of streaming. Uh, I've seen video. I, I, I did once watch a compilation, which was quite funny, which was streamers who were rage quitting. Yes. Um, and there's a brilliant one where a guy, I don't know who this guy is, but he's, I don't know what game he's on. I think it's Call of Duty or something. And he loses and he just punches his fist oh, straight yeah. through his oh, computer monitor. What a and fool. you're like, you're like, Dude, it's a fucking game. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I feel his energy. Uh, What I would say about people like that, if they get that ragey when playing games, having having been someone as a a teenager who was also... I never broke my stuff, but I used to get very upset if I lost multiplayers, which was not Mm -hmm. a good shout. Um, I'm not like that anymore, just to make... make, Yes, very very much so. Um, 
usually it comes down to having some sort of trauma that's not been worked out. Mm. So if you do know someone who is screaming that they lose and that sort of thing, they might need support. Oh, um, man, you've got to take the fun out of everything, Well, you? you can take now the I've got p- to feel sorry for rage quitters. No, you can take the piss while you're there. But, like, just bear in mind that there's probably something underlying in that. And yeah. also, the other thing is, is if you, if you are someone who rage shouts and rage quits, something that might help is uh, that helped me a lot. I actually figured my own way out of this problem without counselling. I got counselling for other things later. But for this particular thing, I actually worked my own solution, which was, you know, obviously people stopped wanting to play multiplayer with me because I was a an asshole, And <laughs> I liked multiplayers. I liked playing them despite having the cry. So I was just like, right, I need to figure out the solution to this. And what it was with me was the issue is that there's a lot of pressure that you put on yourself yeah. to win. And unfortunately, as human beings, generally winning... If you want to win, you have to win. And there isn't really a way to break that inside of you. You know, if you want to win, you need to win. Um, but you can change the goalposts for yourself on what you win at. So in my in my case, I wanted to be the best, coolest player in this multiplayer. I wasn't very good. I got a lot better when I stopped getting fucking whiny about it. In fact, I got really fucking good at this game once I'd put down the rage. However, the way out of it... Instead of trying to be the coolest, best player and always failing and falling on my ass and getting upset, the way I figured it was I, I fell on something that is naturally good for me, which, uh, which I'm naturally talented at, which is being annoying. I am very good at being annoying, and I was literally born annoying. So what I decided to do was rather than go into a game going, right, I'm going to win this match and I'm going to be the coolest guy in it, now I was going into the match and going, right, I'm going to be the most annoying guy in the match. If I lose the match, that doesn't bother me. Unsurprisingly, people still don't want to play with you. (laughs) But I was winning. I started winning because people were putting me off going, oh, he's just a NAF player, we'll leave him alone. And then I started getting really good because now I was focused and it didn't matter if I won. I took the pressure off myself and here's the other thing i did and i know this might sound a little homophobic now but Uh it's not full-on homophobic but it's a little homophobic i suppose um bear in mind this was the early 2000s and i was a teenager uh but basically what i would do is i I used to be playing as captain falcon or falco like characters that were so this is on smash brothers smash brothers melee this that was my poison and what i used to what i did instead was i went right what i'm gonna do i make a decision i'm gonna switch my character I'm going to switch my character to a pink Luigi. Mm. Now, the benefit of switching to the pink Luigi, in my mind, was he's really fucking annoying. And no one ever wants to play as a pink Luigi. But nobody wants to lose to a pink Luigi either. Now, but here's the kicker. If someone beats a pink Luigi, all right, you beat a pink Luigi. If you lose to a pink Luigi, this is like we were saying it's the Starcade method. <laughs> yes, with the guy where you if psych he beats, him out. Yeah, if he beats the little girl. He's the douche who beat a little girl. Yeah, but, but if, if he loses to the little girl, he's, he's the, the guy who, bro- who lost, lost to a little, little girl. girl. And I essentially put my like it was it was my brother and my friend at the time. Um, I put them in that position yeah. by going right. I'm a pink Luigi now, and I tell you what, I'm you moved shit. The goalposts. Yeah, I moved the goalposts. Son of a bitch, you Kobayashi Marooed them. I fucking did. And here's the thing: I didn't. I never had a breakdown after that. Never mm. had a problem with that game. And I, I, I pushed that into the other games that I play. So now yeah. I don't have a breakdown on any game. So, um, the, so yeah, just I just wanted to put that out there because I thought that was important because there are people that rage yeah. quit and don't know why. It's so. usually underlying trauma, mm. and you need to change the goalpost to something that suits your playing method. So the worst rage quit video I have ever seen is one of a guy and a girl. They're a couple. 
oh. and they're playing a uh, playing cod or something and he keeps killing her every time she respawns and this woman is shrieking at him with the fury of the fucking valkyries like she mm. is screaming mad like bright red in the face yeah and eventually she literally at one point screams at him no sex for a month uh by I mean screams yeah, 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 at yeah, yeah. him um and he like laughs it's like oh it's a joke it's like uh, she gets up rips the xbox out of its cables and smashes it into the floor and just starts shrieking and then you see that here's the thing this guy's obviously like scared at this point like he literally yeah, you see him like she's, she's, she's gone full and again and again flip those genders and look how terrifying that is yeah like yeah. it, she that is abusive that like, is a very abusive um and i wonder if there is some sort of unresolved trauma like you said i would imagine um, there would be like you see the narcissism or it's unresolved trauma I, I in my case it, it was unresolved trauma I, but... i've never i mean to be fair i don't play many multiplayer games sure but i've never been someone to rage quit no. really the only time i ever rage quitted a game was i really like a game called bayonetta Yes. Um, and I liked Bayonetta so much that I decided to do something I don't do on most games because I'm someone, as I've said to you before, I play games for the story. That's yeah, what yeah, I enjoy. Yeah. But I decided I was going to 100% Bayonetta, get all the achievements oh, that, on it. Oh, that's, that's where you push... Th- right? That, and yeah. I was doing it. I got all of them. I had one left to get, which was to do all the Alfine Portal challenges. Okay. So I spent a few days Guess working Getting really out. difficult. Uh, the first... It's one of the things where there's a big difficulty spike. Sure. First few are easy and then it shoots up. But I'd done all of them. I'd got one last one to do, which is obviously the hardest one. Um, and I'm, I must have been on attempt 50 or something. Uh, I've got my girlfriend watching me. My friend Kev's watching me. This while I'm at uni. Yeah. I've been going for like two hours trying to do oh. this. Just, and I finally did it. Struck the last bl- last blow on the monster. Yep. The monster started its death animation. I was like, yes, yes. Xbox froze. Oh. <gasps> So I'm like, I'm like, no, it will be fine. Waited a few seconds. Xbox didn't unfreeze. He said. So we reset it, load the game back up, and it hasn't saved because it didn't get far. And it hasn't enough. clocked the achievement. Yeah. Oh. And I did rage. Like I say, rage quit. Never as bad as my dad threw a Sega Mega Drive across the room. Oh once. Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah playing uh, Revenge of Shinobi. I think we can guarantee he has unresolved troubles. <laughs> oh, my, like yeah. my dad stopped playing video games at the Mega Drive level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I went through three Mega Drives as a kid. Oh, Jesus Christ! No, four Mega Drives as a kid. Two broke by my dad rage quitting, literally picking them up and throwing them across the Mega room. Mega drives are nine invincible. He must um, have done some. <laughs> I mean, he was a manual laborer his oh, whole yeah, life, yeah, so he yeah. had some strength. Yeah. Um, and then one was broken by my sister, who randomly, for no reason whatsoever, decided to shred loads of paper and then stuff it into the cartridge slot oh. until you literally couldn't get it all back out again. Like, she damaged the internal mechanisms. Oh, really? Thing. You couldn't just unscrew the um, base and take the top Well, off? we didn't try that, did we? Okay. Uh, got another Mega Drive instead. <laughs> my Jesus brother, Christ. I had a PS1 that my little brother broke by standing on it. So it crushed the district. I have never broken... A, the only games console of mine that has ever broken mm. 
was an Xbox 360, my first ever yeah. one, which Red Ringed. Yeah. Other than that, I've, and that's not my fault, yeah. Red Ring of Death was a common issue. Yeah. With I've Keith. never broke one. My brothers no, and no, sisters broke I know, I can't believe how many you've gone through. Anyway, back to the film. So, Channing Tatum's done his bit. The real player who's playing Channing Tatum, just uh, this is our first, I'm guessing this was part of the reshoots, because on the wall behind him, he has posters for Deadpool, X-Files, Rick and Morty, and Marvel Infinity War. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, Deadpool and Infinity Avenged War are Disney. Infinity War. Same difference, Marvel, isn't it? Um, X-Files is owned by Fox, so that would have been in there anyway. And Rick and Morty is Deadpool, an odd one. Deadpool was owned by Fox as well, so that That's would have true. been in there. Uh, Infinity uh, War wouldn't have been, though. No, it wouldn't have Rick been. Rick and Morty Rick isn't and either Morty. of them, though, is it? Because uh, that's on Netflix at the moment. Yeah, but what's it on in America? It doesn't matter, because we've got Disney Plus over here now. So it'd be on our Disney Plus if it was... We've had Disney Plus for a year. I'm just looking up... Who owns Rick and Morty? Sure. Well, Rick and Morty. While you do that, um, so there is a wank joke now in this, which is, again, this harkens back to that... Number one, I've never heard of this method, but it comes up all the time in American films. Adult Swim owns. Oh, okay. So this comes up all the time in American films as a form of wanking, and I've never, ever heard of it in the UK. It's literally only in American media it's raised. And also, it's again, it's playing into the stereotype of the lonely, sad, basement-dwelling gamer, which is, uh, he turns around and shouts at his mum. Come on, man. Mom, do not touch that sock. I swear to God, if you touch that sock, you will be in therapy for the rest of your life. No, that's my special sock. Put it down. And it's like, to be fair, at least he's warning her. (laughs) That is true. But at the same token, it's like, I've heard it called the death sock. I know there's also the death towel, but the, the, like, who's doing this? Like, Leave your socks alone. The worst one I've heard was in Basketball, which is by, uh, well, it stars Trey Parker and Matt Stone and is by two of the people, uh, Zucker and Abrams, I think, two of the people who did uh, Airplane. It's not as good as Airplane. Uh, and it's essentially like it, it's the, the two South Park guys, plus Diane Bacar, who's a legend, in a comedy film. And it's all right. It's not brilliant, but it's all right. But there's a scene in that where Trey Parker says, uh, like he's talking about, you know, going home and being lonely. And essentially at one point he's making reference at masturbating. And he references fucking the sleeve of his favorite jacket. Starts going out with girls. Meets the right one. Forgets about basketball altogether. (sighs) Goes home, does some push-ups. Fucks the sleeve of his favourite jacket. What? Huh? And I'm like, don't do your jacket, man. How often do you... There's probably a dry clean only. Don't... Oh, I've only ever heard this in American media. And it's just a weirdly pervasive, repeated thing that men wank into socks or essentially into anything with a hole in it. And I just say, no... No, I, maybe maybe Americans are like that. Maybe I don't know. I can only assume based on the media. Do they have a tissue shortage in America? I don't know. Can I, I just use a tissue, right? I, 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 I'm not talking about my wanking preferences, but it, I tell you for certain free, it's not prude. a so. <laughs> I am a prude. No, honestly, I'm a, I, I'm, I'm so just... prudish. I get like really. I, I'm I'm the most yeah. left wing whatever guy. But as, I, if Susie puts on RuPaul's Drag Race, I become an old Tory, oh. and I'm just like, what are these men doing, fannying I, around? I don't, <laughs> I don't know why. I and I'm just think, like, I have to leave. I have to leave the room. I don't think you're going to like one of the films I'm going to make you watch on Friday. Then 
Oh, it's not a drag thing, is it? No, 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 no. There is one topless scene in it, though. So? That doesn't bother me. Oh, there is also, there is also a scene where a guy fucks his own pillow. That, that, that I'll find <laughs> awkward. There's, <laughs> there's a guy who shags is a it sheep. An Ameri- I'm guessing it's an American film? Yeah, yeah. Two, yes, that. fucking an inanimate object. Always in American films. It's called 2001 Maniacs. I thought you were going to say 2001 A Space Odyssey. I was like, I don't remember that scene in Kubrick's... Oh, I've, I've got a special unseen cut of a 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> what, fucks a pillow? Oh, yeah. I can see you wanking, so, Dave. Uh, Q- there was actually a director before Kubrick who made a version of it and the studio had to forcibly remove him from the project because it was all about people fucking their own pillows and stuff. Yes. 2001 A Space Odyssey. You ever seen the film Demon Seed? <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. no, no don't no, no. say that. No, don't, this is oh. the thing. Demon Seed is not the kind of film you think it would be. Not because you've been talking about wanking. Exactly. Because you'd think that would be a Rosemary's Baby type deal, right? Demon Seed. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It's a science fiction movie about a man who invents an artificial intelligence. And I forget the name of the artificial intelligence. Uh, but it's basically uh, the, the AI controls his whole house. Like, it can open the shutters for Oh, him, I know. But, that, yeah, that's right? been referenced in many sci-fi comedies like Futurama and stuff like that. Well, this AI, basically the man goes off to work one day, Mm. the AI locks down the house to trap his wife inside because the AI is horny and wants to fuck this woman. And you're like, but you're a server. And he's like, yes, I have no physical body, but don't worry. He then builds himself a body for the purpose of fucking this woman, Julie Christie. Um does he succeed? And he's like, I'm going to impregnate you. And you're like, but your body is still manufactured. So you don't, like, even if you fuck her, you're not yeah. going to have... Semen. Semen to yeah. inseminate the egg. Yes. Uh, and I think somehow he does impregnate, and I don't remember how it ends. There is a weird nightmarish. <laughs> she half... gives birth to Asmo the robot. Well, <laughs> I'm sure there is a really weird half-human baby, half-robot baby oh, thing in it. Okay. It was interesting, anyway, to say the least. <laughs> it, mm. Well, uh, I'll be honest, there, there's an episode of uh, The Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse that covers that same <laughs> subject but i'll be honest they don't do the you know the the rape for robot baby thing that's 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 new um i never knew the name of the film that that was based on though so yeah which in turn is based on a book by dean koontz the, the, yeah, yeah. Right De- in the Coons. Demon Seed is a book by <laughs> Dean Coons. Fair enough. Okay, so Taika Waititi at this point uh, is getting pissy because he says nobody is buying Free City 2 because they're so obsessed with Guy in Free City 1. And I put a note here. Yeah, he goes sales are down 16% and then he's... 60. Ass- no, he says 16 oh. and then his assistant goes... 60% sir and he goes that's even worse yeah um, but the the question is is at this point wouldn't Free City 2 be free to play and they sell the DLC because the the thing is that it doesn't make sense that they would migrate from the same server if it's a new game like you've bought the yeah. game the assets are on the disc guy was either on the disc or he's not yeah. Or he's on the new download. If you're buying a copy of the game, you're not connecting to the same server, surely. So, yeah, it doesn't make much sense there. Ah, so here we go. Here we go. So we're getting a couple of lines from Taika Waititi here, which are clearly some of the... Well, some of... <laughs> do you want to do the one about his genitals? Yes. So somebody says... Yeah, he's gone viral. Yeah, a virus that's giving me ass and ball cancer at the same time inoperable and I was just like it's, oh. I, and let's be clear he fully gestures to his ass and his oh, balls oh he says, yes my ass and my balls uh, it's giving me ass and ball cancer at the same time 
inoperable. And it's just like, fuck off. And then he follows this up almost immediately with another bad line, which is... He's losing me money, so I don't care if he's Arnold frickin' Schwarzenvader. Terminate him. That was it. I got the line wrong. Terminate him is correct. Yeah, the joke being that he's the Terminator. Terminator. But I'm just wondering why he didn't say Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Uh, Because they they throw shade at Arnold. No, 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 no. See, I've written it as Schwartz Invader, but I just got it. Schwartzen for Schwarzenegger, and then remove Egger for Vader from Star Wars. It's Dark Sh- Father. Yes. Because Schwartz is black in yes. German, isn't it? Yes. Is that definite? I don't know if that definite Yes, it is. is. Yeah, Schwartz is black in German. So Schwarzkopf is black. You know, the, make, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. hair brand, Schwarzkopf, is, black is that black hair? Or black head. Black hair. I think Kopf is head. So it's Blackhead. Blackhead. Uh, I know that both Neger and Schwartz are both... Make sure you pronounce Neger correctly. Yes, I did. Uh, (laughs) I know they're both terms... It it won't save it anyway. They're both different Germanic terms for the word black. So That's not a good sign, is it? Neger, negative. The the etymology of the word Schwarzenegger Mm. being black, black would have been that they were... Yeah, would have been that they were a blacksmith. They work in metalwork materials. Blacksmith. Yes. So that's cool to know. Yeah, yeah. So the etymology of the word, even though, it, yeah, it's got "negger" on it, which sounds like another word which we can't say. Um, it's it's based on the history of them as metal workers at some point. I know his family were farmers by that point, but regardless. Um, but yeah, so th- what they've done is they've done Schwartz and Vader because it's another Disney cash in line. Wow. That's I've, yeah. That, it's all it's even hell. worse now. I've just figured that out. I, uh, I've even put like ugh and a big sad yeah, face. That's definitely a contender for. I think worst that's line. that's the worst line in my opinion. That like that the other one is close because of him shouting inoperable. I think the Glock line is close because as well. ass and ball cancer is operable if you catch it quick enough. Sure. Well, yeah, which is why you should always check your balls. Know your balls. Check them out. No one ever tells you to check your ass, though. But do you want to be ready? Yeah, snap on a marigold. Some I mean, some people probably are. Get a finger up there on the tushy. Why do you need a marigold? <laughs> At least trim your nails first, because uh, oh. you don't want to get a cut up there. Oh. You don't want to get poop stuck under your nail. They send me a poop. Oh. poop. No, anyway, it's <laughs> beep beep. And then I Running my no, no, we can't sing that anymore. He's in jail. Who is it? That's our Kelly. Oh shit! No. Yeah. No, we, we 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 disavow. We <laughs> cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut. 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 Um, okay. So YTT decides he's going to reset the game prior to deleting it to basically wipe Guy back to being an NPC, which works temporarily. Um, yeah, but then she finds him and uses the power of love to make him remember. Yeah. So uh, Casey reveals to uh, Millie that he programmed a character in the game to love a Millie-like character. In the in the original game that Free City is based and on, Guy apparently seems to be the rebuild of that yeah. pre-programmed at character. The, at this point, when he tells that, you know, oh, you know, I modelled him to yeah. be in love with you, with you, the woman who was who worked opposite me. At this point, she, should she not respond with like, "That's weird." Oh, yeah, all right, creeper. Yeah, it's either um, oh, he loved me or. Dude, what yeah. the fuck? Please excuse me while I go and get a restraining order for you to stay at least 500 feet from me. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. <laughs> Just vobs. <laughs> uh, right, let's speed this up. Yeah, no, so- we're right near the end. So Guy convinces the... Mo- uh, 
Yeah, so Millie kisses him and reawakens his memories. That's the power of yeah. love. Now, I'm going to chop out a, about 10, 15, maybe 20 minute segment here and get to the point. Guy convinces all the people in Free City to run for the hidden island or level that's hidden within the game. Yeah, there's that, a terrible gun of. violence joke. Yep. Oh, yeah. So you, yeah. So the, the, and this is part of the problem with modern media and modern film writing is that they've had so many opportunities throughout this film to make a statement that would actually be subtle but would also be empowering or positive or even negative but would actually have a statement to make and they've taken every free route out and the only thing they've done and I know it's a joke so you know maybe it should be taken with more of a pinch of salt than it is but considering it's the only line that's somewhat political is he's like he's basically guys trying to convince the others that the real world is better yeah. and he's like really how many times a day are the banks robbed in your world hardly ever guy what about corpses millie you see what? a lot of those how many an hour none per hour guy what about gun violence see a lot of gun violence in your world actually that's a big problem guy it's a massive problem I didn't see that coming. It's true, it really sucks. And the thing is, is we don't have a gun problem. America has a gun problem. But neither here nor there, it's so on the nose, and it's like, and it's not, it, it, I know it's done as a joke, but it's the only joke in the whole film that literally goes, well, here's a political point, slam, but it's, it's done with the subtlety of a sledgehammer. And it's just like, I don't mind, I don't mind people making those references, but when you've taken so much opportunities and squandered them for the sake of being inoffensive, it's a really odd one to then just do the hammer blow on that. Yeah. Uh, I've summed up this entire next section with one sentence. Go on. None of this would be worldwide news. Yes, so there's a lot of things where time... like Right at the end, this is much later, but it's exactly the same shit, basically. It's just montages of people watching, like, going, oh, my God. In from, Times Square in Times and shit Square, like that. Yeah, so I've actually written Times Square. It's like everyone around the world through different various TV news sources and, as you say, time, gathering in mass crowds in Times yeah. Square. Stuff like that, like Times Square. Like, I'm sorry, that is reserved for news on the level of, like... Someone just shot the president. Yeah, and, we, and to be fair, to be fair, it's, it's there for when people need a world-ending event. But the world-ending has to be the world, not the game world. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, that's not a world anyone past a few players would really give a toss about. Um, but yeah, so it, yeah, so I've said that's so now offline news at the game. It's offline news again when um, basically. Taika Waititi boots all the players from the game and then he says delete their accounts it's like why would you need to do just take the game offline like that's not hard like it's, it's almost as if he's doing the- forcing them to buy Free City 2 isn't he yeah but like deleting their accounts won't make them buy the next game no but he's a, he's, a- he's an idiot um, but this is again where his idiocy doesn't really work because yeah, he's it's- a moron yeah and he is this where he orders them to send in dude Yes. Uh, and they're like, but dude's not ready yet, sir. And he's like, I don't care. Yeah. So he do- yeah. So he sends in dude, but all the players are still watching. All the players have been booted from the game. They're still able to watch the, the struggle between guy and dude and like going, oh my God, I hope guy wins this sort of thing. But they've all been booted. Mm. So why have they still got server acts? Even if it's just as cameras, like just basically being able to view it as yeah. a free cam, doesn't matter. Why have they not been booted from the game? 
Yeah. Did no one listen? Like, I don't understand. Um, now, there was one good line, another good line. This is a good line, not a bad line. Uh, from uh, Lil, what's his name? Uh, Lil Rel Howery. Lil Rel Howery. Uh, when he comes in to help Guy, and then he gets uh, punched by Dude. Oh, is it, right, so we should explain who Dude is first. Yes. So Dude is the... It's basically, at first when Blue Shirt Guy's getting big, mm. uh, Taika Waititi wants to capitalise on that by putting a new and improved version of Guy in yeah. Free City 2. Yeah. And new and improved to him means putting him on a bunch of steroids. Yeah. So, so he's got a massive jacked, almost rock-style right, body. Fair, yeah. fair, fair play to this dude like who's playing yeah. the body. Dude's worked very hard. He's hench as fuck. It was rather oh, attractive. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, my point is... Um, that basically, dude isn't ready yet, but Waititi orders him yeah. sent into the game anyway. So when he says ca- he say- when he says his catchphrase at the moment, his catchphrase is just catchphrase. Yeah, uh, basically, he's a hench as fuck dude with uh, with Ryan Reynolds's face, yes. and he's got instead of wearing a blue shirt, he has a picture of a blue shirt tattooed on his right peck. Yes. Um, anyway, yeah, so he starts tossing Ryan Reynolds around, and this is where Lil Rel Howery turns up, and uh, Ryan Reynolds he he manhand him, doesn't he? He goes up yeah. to him and like feels oh, his starts pecs. rubbing his pecs. He's yeah. like, he's well improved over you. And he smacks him one. He's laying there in pain, Lil Rel Howery, buddy, rolls over to Guy and says, yeah, I think he's gonna hit you. He punches so hard, but yet his hands are so soft. He's strong. Okay, bye. <laughs> and the it way he delivers funny, it is, yeah, he delivers it well as well. Again, like, we took, we started off taking the piss out of Lil Rel Howardy, 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 Howardy Doody, and yet, he he does a good performance. Yeah, I take it back. Yeah. I take it back calling him, uh, Budget Kevin Hart. Yeah, I mean, it, that's clearly the performance they asked him to do, but he yeah. does it well. Um, so the final fight, then happens between dude and guy um and it shoehorns in this is this is the scene this scene is where they clearly did a shed load of reshoots for uh, after disney bought the film and like, basically bought fox and got the film as part of that because they shoehorn in about a thousand marvel references uh so the first thing that happens is when he starts getting the shit kicked out of him guy decides that in order to protect himself he's going to bring up a shield and the shield yeah. happens to be captain america's shield but it's not even just that they do captain america like that's one thing yep. right right we're going to build an ice cream sundae here right yeah 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 so, it's layered mate layered. so so dude charges up his fist for a death blow doesn't he? he's on it's yep. all red and shit. And um, like you say, he pulls up the shield. It's Captain America's shield. And he blocks the punch. So that's layer one. It's just the fact yep. he's got Captain America's shield. Layer two, the fucking Avengers theme music starts playing, yep. right? The full, you know, the do, 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 yep. do. Layer three, yep. cut back to the real world where Chris fucking Evans, the actor of uh, he plays Captain America. Captain America. He's watching this on his phone, and I think he says, what the fuck? Yeah. Or what the shit? Yeah, yeah. Um, first of all, how much do you think they paid Chris Evans for, like, <laughs> to come in seconds. for half an hour yeah. to film that? Um, but it just, like, so I, I, I'm going to talk about when I was in the cinema and I saw this. And I'll admit, I will admit, for half a second, Disney got me. And I went, ha! Like that, right? Yeah. And then I realised what a terrible fucking thing our industry has become. Yeah, because what we're talking about now, don't get this twisted, people. These are all properties Disney owns, Star Wars, Marvel, etc. Right? We haven't got to the Star Wars one yet. No, um, this is marketing. Yep. In a movie, 
So in one movie, they are marketing all their other franchises. All their other franchises. And this is going to get worse if we allow Disney to continue establishing a monopoly. Yes. In the film industry. Yeah, yeah. It, so the next bit he does... He gets the Hulk fist, doesn't he? Does he? Yeah, guy gets a Hulk fist and punches him. Right, but then... So he gets the Hulk fist, and then there's a point he pulls out a lightsaber, and you see that... And the lightsaber comes up, and the Star Wars music plays... Do, do, no, um... For some reason, when I see Star Wars music, I always think of Darth Vader's theme. Dun 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 Because admittedly, that's a cool piece of music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all great in Star Wars. Fair fanfare, like you, you cut to Millie, don't you? And she basically jizzes herself with like, it's a lightsaber, bitch. Well, here's the thing as well, though. The bit that doesn't make sense. So sure, everyone at home and everyone in the real world watching is like, oh my god, he's got a lightsaber. The problem is. Is, is by the look on Guy's face, he's like, yeah, he gets bitch, the reference. I've got the lightsaber. And it's like, you wouldn't know what yeah. that is. Or does Star Wars exist as a film within the game as well? Well, I'm guessing if they've got the Marvel DLC and the Star Wars DLC, maybe mm. he knows what the reference for the DLC yeah. is. Though, it never at any point establishes him learning that. No, I know. Um, yeah. And he never well, mentions it in his own dialogue. Then the lightsaber turns into a unicorn hammer, which I did not know what that I was I don't know from. what the reference for the unicorn hammer is either. Then it turns into the gravity gun from Half-Life, and he uses that to throw um, Dude through the roof and slam him into the floor. And then he turns it into a portal gun, which, as you say, is a knockoff portal gun, while the portals look quite accurate to the Blue game. And orange, yeah, yeah, the actual gun itself is a different design. Um so yeah, essentially in this one little scene, we're just like, here, have a something, have a thing, yeah. have a thing, have a thing, have a thing. Yeah. And there's nothing unique coming across in the fight scene itself. Yeah, it's a generic, yeah, it's it's an excuse for shit filmmaking. Yeah. It is just here, have a dopamine hit by recognising your favourite franchises. Yep. And eventually he wins the fight against Dude when Dude is on top of him crushing his chest and he gets a pair of glasses and he can't find anything in the glasses to save himself with. So he takes the glasses off and puts them on Dude so dude now can see yeah and he's just like go and collect the things and dude is like a child dancing down the street grabbing all the shiny collectibles he does the, he does the Fred Astaire thing where he swings round yes. the lamppost doesn't he because he's hench as fuck it's a much less graceful version no but uh, to be fair I found that quite funny it is, yeah. it is puerile and basic but it, it works um, and so then Taika Waititi realises he's losing this battle so he goes into the server room he boots out um Casey who he's realised is working against him now and he takes the Indian guy uh, in, like his lackey into the server room uh, picks out the fire axe and goes right what are the ser- I'm not going to do the accent uh, what are the servers to yeah. break free yeah. uh, free doesn't just unplug them no, no just unplug them no. he could just un- take, take the plugs out the wall or there must be a shutdown switch in case of a fire there must be something you can use to turn them things off but he doesn't instead he just goes which are the ones for he risks uh, electrocution by yeah. slamming a metal axe yeah. into electronics <laughs> so he starts smashing all the servers and then uh, as he keeps on also as he breaks different servers different parts of the world start to decay into in like, pixel- city, yeah. yeah in, in pixel but that's not how servers work they would just turn off it would just turn no, off to be fair or there I would be a game this one. but yeah for the, for dramatic purposes that would be the case so whatever the bit so, essentially yeah no you're right you're right yes so what happens next is he then asks as Gaia is running 
towards the island because they, they found the fantasy island from the original okay. build. And as he's running there, he's running with Buddy. Mm. Buddy stumbles and a cavern rips between the two so Buddy can no longer continue. He's like, and he can't jump. Yeah, he's like, like, make jump, the jump, make the make jump. jump. And he's like, I, I can't. And this is a really great bit for Buddy where he's he basically sacrifices himself to go, look, you just got to go. You got to do it. And he, he gets deleted and falls in, like, you know, into deletion with the rest of it and Guy just has to go. Mm. Um, so... And it, it's a re- what's really quite sweet is that happens before Waititi goes into the server room. And as he passes the security guards to get there, these there's the security guards working for the firm. And they're like, that security guard's a hero, man. And you're like, that's cool. Yeah, that, that's the last good joke in the film. There yeah. are no more good jokes past this point. No, nope, that's, that's the, for your humour. Uh, and then, but yeah, just, I just like that moment because now you've had a character who's gone from cowardice to finally deciding, you know what, I'm going to go with guy and try and get there and he's he's died on the process like he's made the fall so, we'll come to the ruin so of that in a minute quick, quick thing so i mean this is basically the ending of it that guy makes it onto the other island uh and succeeds everyone cheers for him and somehow jumping on the other island saves everyone and starts them on the new server i don't know how because surely the island is on serve the original at this server. point the writer got bored the writer got bored like, and yeah. like, whatever he ran They'll to an island it. and that's all good um and millie has managed to find a way into the server room and makes a deal with taika waititi that he can keep all the important money-making properties such as free city free city 2 and any future free cities etc and he can have all the rights and all the money and everything that if comes with her, that her game back yeah just give me the rights to my game back and you can have all that and do it as whatever i don't know how free city 2 is meant to work again if it was based on her stuff and well the point is it doesn't doesn't it? oh that was it yeah we that's why it the, didn't work we get the news <coughs> broadcasters where they're like oh yeah. no one's playing free city 2 yeah that's right um so she yeah and he managed and basically she says she won't sue or do anything like that if she he gives her that game so it's the only thing that does and he, the thing is i don't see what his benefit is to doing that because if he destroys the game all of her evidence that he copied her game are also gone mm. so he wins either way they make like it's and there's no there doesn't seem to be any reason given by the writer as you say I think they fell asleep they just couldn't be bothered to figure out why Taika Waititi yeah. would take a deal when he could still just win without taking the deal Someone and he's been a this thing through. yeah and he's been a, like the thing is it's not like he's been compassionate all the way along he's been a dick the whole time and if any chance at compassion is there he's taken the other road so why he'd suddenly take a compassionate route now makes no odds makes no sense at all but he does and everything's happy and she loads into um whatever the game world is that isn't free city that's full free of life free life she loads into free life to talk to guy and everything's like and he's like everything's good and everything's right and everything's fine in the world um but and you don't belong with but me. you don't belong with me out there who really loves yeah you. so he dumps himself for her and uh she you know and he's like but you've got to recall that someone out there wrote the me for you um and whoever that guy is that's the guy who wrote what he's feeling and she goes oh suddenly has a revel oh my god the guy i worked with for god knows how many years and wrote a romantic character for me might like me like no No. shit shirl yeah so she should be a detective so just before she goes and gets casey casey uh, we see that Buddy's alive again. Yes. Now, this because... is the most egregious thing. It ruins his arc. But the thing is that this is how fucking cookie-cutter, generic, mustn't-offend-anyone yep. this film is. Yep. 
They can't even let the one character who had an important death stay dead. No. No. Like, come the fuck on. No. And here's the thing. So, just so you're aware, before we get to our final thoughts and things like that, um, they've already greenlit a sequel. Oh, fuck. Now, here's the thing. Even if... And this is an if, because we don't know your views on this yet, like, as, as, as for definite. But even if you could recommend Free Guy, would you have any inclination or think there's any positive value into watching or making a Free Guy 2? I mean... I can't see where the story would go. So let me paint you a picture and then tell you why <laughs> they're not going to do this. <laughs> there is always the potential with a sequel... Um, that they give it to a different director or someone more creative, there is always the potential that that director takes it in a completely different direction. Um, There have been films where the first one's garbage, they give the sequel to someone else, Mm. and they take it in a completely different direction that is much better. Sure. There is a chance in the right director's hands that you could make this concept and actually explore themes of perception reality ai rights do you think disney will green light a wait wait wait, wait like for it wait for it so they could do these things mm. they absolutely will not no. we'll get more marvel cameos more star if Wars anything they'll give it to a marvel writer and director i mean it's probably yeah. going to be the same guy let's be honest might be it did it did well <laughs> the sequel's just called same guy <laughs> yeah, it probably will be <laughs> It probably will be same guy. Or, oh, God, even worse, they'll do some bullshit where it's like, guys in our world now. Yeah, so this is the problem I have with it. The whole purpose of Free Guy, and I'm only saying this because they've already said, yes, there will be a sequel. Um, I don't understand what you can do with a story like that because the whole point of Free Guy was that he was a guy who lived in a video game, didn't realise he was in a video game, that was just his normal reality, and it was his massive wake-up that his life is a lie. Wasn't there... But you, everyone... And it, it's and the thing is, you could have done that again and done it in a different direction, as you say, with another character, except for that all the characters in Free Life know they're in a video game now. Mm. So you can't take any of those no. pre-existing characters... And make them have their awakening from being in a video game. Prequel. But then what would you... Then, then, no, I don't know. But no one could have I'm, an awakening I, in that. Because I'm actually wondering if Ryan Reynolds will even be in the sequel. Because I'm fairly certain Ryan Reynolds recently announced he's taking a break from acting. Okay. I might be thinking of Tom Holland, actually. Yeah, I think you're thinking of Tom Holland. I'm thinking of Tom Holland. He yeah. said he's taking a break. Which, baller move after you've just done a film that might be the number one film in the world. To then Uncharted. T- yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Spider-Man. Who's a sp- spider who? <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's a pretty baller move. Well done, Tom Holland. Well, yeah, I've just done the most successful film in the world. I'm going to take my ball and go home for a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to have a rest. Have a, well, to be fair to him, to be fair, I think that's one of the reasons he wants to do it. Because he feels like he's neglected. It must be hard, because obviously he's British, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But he must spend most of his time in the States. Well, it depends, because some of those films are filmed in Pinewood Studios. But yeah, I don't even think then, Uncharted he would... was, though, and no. I don't think Spider-Man was. No, but even if they were, he still wouldn't be near home. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, be in the UK, but not near home. So fair play to him. Mm. No, fair enough. So let's get to uh, the important matters. Uh, so let's talk first about Worst Lines. So we've got... Yeah, he's gone viral 
Yeah, a virus that's giving me ass and ball cancer at the same time. Inoperable. Is that a Glock in your pocket? Is that a Glock in your pocket? Arnold freaking Schwarzenfeder Terminator. Yes. He's losing me money, so I don't care if he's Arnold freaking Schwarzenfeder Terminator. Now, all three are bad lines. However, here's the thing. The Glock... Are we considering the sock one as well? You'll be traumatised forever or whatever it was. Come on, man. Mom, do not touch that sock. I swear to God, if you touch that sock, you will be in therapy for the rest of your life. No, that's my special sock. Put it down. Here's the thing. So the Glock line and the mum, don't touch that sock. You'll be traumatised for the rest of your life. Those two lines are terrible lines. Mm. However, they are quite generic. Yeah. And what you would expect from a... a, a, a bland teen comedy such as this they're expected so as much as they're bad lines they are now tropes they're not really like they're not stand out what the fuck how the fuck did you you know how they got to those lines whereas yeah a virus that's giving me ass and ball cancer at the same time inoperable and i don't care if he's arnold freaking schwarzenvader invader sorry he's going uh, he's terminated those terminate him Oh, terminate him. Those two lines, mm. those are unique for this film. Yeah. They're both fucking awful. For me, as much as it's, it, the ass and bull cancer is terrible, specifically because he then shouts, inoperable! In fact, I'm happy to put both of these in. I still think the Schwarzenvard, in Schwarz, I can't even say it properly, Schwarzenvader line is the worst line simply because it's an, it's not only a shit line it's insulting arnie it and it's not just that it's insulting arnie it's that they amongst while doing that they're shoehorning in a star wars reference mm. in the mid like and arnold schwarzenegger has fuck all to do with star wars there is no reason to make those two a co like a, a collaborative reference yeah i guess a terminator is a type of droid <laughs> These are not the, the droids you're, you're looking, looking for. for. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, it's the worst. That's the worst. That's one. the worst. Like, cause it's, you can put both on the list, but I'm that's put the both worst on the list, of but, the two. Yeah, that, the Schwarz and Vader line is the worst line. I don't care if he's... I can't do the accent. I don't care if... He's I can, New Zealand. New Zealand. Oh, shit. I yeah, can, I can only do South African. I'll do it South African. But he hasn't got a South African accent. It's fine. It's fine. It's close enough. <gasps> it's, it's in the same part of the Racism. world. Is it? Yeah? I thought New Zealand was over by Australia. Yeah, which is right next to South Africa. I thought it was quite a bit of distance. Well, it's in the Southern Hemisphere. So. Well, yeah, it is in the Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> I'm, I'm being really bad. You know what? I don't know. I am terrible yeah. at geography, so I'm going to actually butt out. I was only going to do the South African accent, but I'm not good at that either. It's just a joke I have. I've got several South African friends, and uh, I've got a South African friend. No, I've got. <laughs> I have South African friends who obviously talk with a native South African accent, and uh, <laughs> for some reason they really enjoy my really fucking awful South African accent mm. as a joke. Uh, which is the African. It doesn't sound at all South African. No, <laughs> no that's the, but that's the joke. But to be fair, when people... That's are, the joke with me are, and them. Yeah, to be fair, I've got quite a lot of people... Obviously, I live in Essex. Yes. But I'm not from Essex, no. as you can hear. I get a lot of people imitate me, and they always do... Is this picking me up from this distance, by the way? Not so well. Um, I obviously live in Essex, but I'm from Mansfield. Um... 
and people imitate me, and whenever they yeah. imitate me, they always do a fucking Yorkshire accent. And you're like, I've never even been to Yorkshire, but immediately, as soon as anyone imitates me, they'll do, all right, trouble damp mill, going to shops, going to do this. Yeah. And you're like, that's not how I sound. No, you're not that cultured. <laughs> no, no, we're, I'm from the much scummier part of the country. I reckon they think you're from Yorkshire because you're a little pudding. Are you from Cornwall? <laughs> no, Yorkshire pudding. Yeah, are you from Cornwall? Because you're a pasty. Who you can say I'm a little pie? <laughs> a cream pie. <laughs> now we're back to the wanking references again. So- a banana cream pie. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no, your glasses. I, I simultaneously dropped my glasses and punched the mic. I can't see time. anything without my glasses. Oh, shit. They are so close to you breaking them. Well, I was going to stamp, but... This is because it is fucking midnight and we're still recording. I need to go to bed. Well, you don't have a bed. The bed's right there. We can can share it. (laughs) I have asked, but you never actually let me. (laughs) I don't think Susie would be happy. No, she would not approve. Um, To be fair, you can have him because he snores. I was going to say, she might be happy for a decent night's sleep. (laughs) To be fair, for the last two months I've been sleeping in the lounge because I snore like a bastard and I haven't uh, been checked. I've got sleep apnea, very clearly. Um, Anyway, let's move on from my medical shit. Is Uh, it recommendations? Yes. So we've already stated, I don't care if he's on the streets and for shorts and Vader, he's not, he's... uh, You're tired now, aren't you? Oh, mate, it's a terminated line. Anyway, so we've established the worst line and now it's down to recommendations. Jamie... Would you recommend Free Guy? Do you want to know what's funny? No. If you'd have asked me this after I'd seen it the first time, I'd have gone, yeah, it's not great, but it's funny enough. After a second time, my answer is no. Okay. It it definitely has not helped What's changed between the two? Um, I'm older. I'm wiser. Really? Uh, like three years old. (laughs) I think it's one of those, we've talked before, haven't we, about how... I know, it's one year old. uh, We've talked before, haven't we, about how sometimes the magic of the cinema can make a film seem better than it is. Not if you've got a home cinema system, baby. I I wonder if maybe that happened, because I didn't enjoy this film the second time round. Wow. See, um, it had mm, moments of levity, yeah. but not enough that I'm prepared to recommend it, especially because I kind of feel that recommending this film will only further the cultural degeneration of our society. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, that's interesting. So for me, I would recommend a rental, if that's Who the, the thing Who the fuck anymore. rents, Phil? You can rent them digitally now, yeah, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which seems like a, Amazon Prime or something like that. really seems like so a scam for, it, to me. To be fair, it is free on uh, Disney Plus if you have that service. Um, but either way, like this is a film that I can say I could recommend people watch once. Because as you say, your first viewing, you enjoyed it. I'll be honest, on my first viewing, I was like, this is actually a really good film. And then when I watched it a second time, I realised... A, the plot holes, and I also realised how cheesy it was. And I'll tell you what, the I still say the first half holds up on a second viewing, but it the, the first, the second half, certainly the, uh, the yeah, the second half yeah. or, and the final act especially really do not hold up. There's a point where I skipped a huge amount 
Yeah, yeah. And it was like right in the middle. That's it. Yeah. So in real life, Casey programmed the character to love Millie. Uh, and guys, the rebuild of him. Millie kisses him to awaken his memories, and then he tells everyone that they're going to the Hidden Island level, and then they all go. That was the way we read it. There's actually about 20 minutes of footage in that time to get to that point, and it really is not very well-thought-out progression and pace. And when I first watched it, I didn't notice, because I was like, oh, this is all new. But once you've seen it once, you notice just how slow-going that final section is. And it's like, this could have been a lot quicker and a lot faster, especially since the film has gone out of its way to avoid actually having any sort of real meaning or depth. If there was meaning and depth, you could have delayed that section, that 20 minutes, and added a lot more conclusions to really deep character arcs. But because the film is missing that, you really fucking notice it the second Mm. time. So I would recommend a one-viewing. Watch it once, enjoy it. It is a good fun time the first time, but don't go back to it. Mm. You like lit- It's literally a film, and I never thought I'd say this, because I remember the same as you. When I first watched this, I was like, this is a really good fun film. It's still a fun film, but it's really not as fun the second time as the first. It doesn't hold up. Um, there are films like Dodgeball, for example, that you can watch multiple times and still glean joy from. Blazing Saddles, if you want a more classic film, you can watch that over and over again and love it every single time. There are a lot of comedies. Airplane is another good one that you can watch multiple times and get the same amount of joy out of it almost every single time. Free Guy is not that film. Free Guy is a film that you will enjoy once. Jamie enjoyed it once. I enjoyed it once. You go back to it and it's a mere shell, ironically, of the film you watched the first time. Because you're watching out for more details, and unfortunately, it doesn't have the depth to carry it off. And weirdly, all the background stuff, we t- at the beginning, we started, like, when we first started talking about the first half of the story, we were talking about a lot of, like, background elements. There's people in the background doing these, and there's all of the cars changing colour, and there's all this business going on. The second half of the film... That all goes away. Yeah, that all disappears. So all the VFX and all the story arcs and all the all the like all those little like world building elements, they all disappear too. Everyone gets bored halfway through this film. Like in the creative departments for the film, just went, you know what, fuck it, just have hit Ryan Reynolds going around shouting. That'll do. Oh, Taika Waititi can shout in the real world, so we've got two people shouting. That'll carry the film. It's yeah. a real bane in our industry right now that for some reason a lot of writers and a lot of directors seem to think shouting equals comedy and it's a big problem because we are losing real comedy from it there's we're losing wit we're losing depth we're losing uh intellectual comedy for the sake of people shouting uh and 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 references Yes, like another good example of this that I absolutely loathe. Bear in mind, I'm a massive Star Trek fan. I absolutely adore Star Trek, but I cannot stand a single bit of Star Trek Lower Decks. Star Trek Lower Decks is like a more egregious version of Free Guy if you're a Star Trek fan. It's chock-a-block, packed from start to finish, absolutely rammed full of references to Star Trek history. Some of them very niche, some of them very obvious. Absolutely ramrodded. If you just want to watch, it's like Sega Hard Girls. It's good if you like looking at references, and that's enough to carry you. Mm. But the storylines are garbage. The st- Bear in mind, it's meant to be a comedy. It's basically Rick and Morty in space. Well, even though that is in space, but Rick and Morty on Star in Star Trek. 
but it's garbage storytelling, garbage comedy, because basically they're like, how is this funny? Oh, we'll make him scream. Oh, we'll make her scream. We'll make them scream. It's like, that's not funny, past a certain point. Um, and, it, and it's just infecting all of our media. Scream equals funny. And I don't like it. And Free Guy, unfortunately, the second half becomes just that. So, yeah, I'd recommend a one-off viewing and then never go back to it. Jamie just wouldn't recommend. Nah, there you go. Um, thank you very much for listening to us, guys. We have been your video game movie podcast with myself, Roy Jocelyn, and Jamie Evans. And we this was Free Guy. Uh, if you want to keep following us, please join us on our Discord. Uh, you can also, get, basically, you can get the link for that and all of our ways to follow, including RSS feed, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, etc. All at www.vgmovie.co.uk. Jamie is a very tired bear. Um, <laughs> you can go to, yeah, vgmovie.co.uk to follow all of our stuff there. Join us on the Discord, please. We'd love to have more chit-chat and back and forth going on. And please feel free to join us at Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash Cyberpunk Studios. Uh, basically, we are, as, as Jamie says, I'm doing a lot more podcasting at the moment. Uh, we're starting with Video Game Movie Podcast. I'll be doing a couple of others. I've got uh, a project called Wedges of Film we're doing. And Jamie's also going to be doing some more podcasting for his show Haunted. We'll get to that in a sec. Um, but yeah, if you uh, join the Patreon, there are uh, exclusive episodes on there, short exclusive shorts uh, that we'll release one a month uh, based on series official series and movies and things like that that are too short to do a full episode on but are you know obviously worth stating and our first one in march uh, was on sonic mania adventures which is an official cartoon series by tyson hess and you'll get one of those every month uh, and we'd love to hear from you jamie uh, you've got your you're going to be doing a podcast with it but mostly you're doing the radio show a dramatic radio show called haunted where can they catch information about haunted uh, they can go to at Impala Revolution on Facebook or uh, at the Impala Films on Twitter or Impala Films on YouTube. That is where all of the promotion is coming out. Uh, we've been on a few horror movie websites, have been kind enough to promote us. Our trailer's out now and our premiere date is the 20th of march it's a sunday uh we will be releasing episode one and two together and then episodes will follow weekly on sundays all the way up to october 2022 very nice very nice thank you very much for joining us guys and we will catch you next time say goodbye jamie goodbye goodbye Game